of stream. There we go. Looks like we tapped in, baby. Looks like it is game time. Uh, Casey, check us out on YouTube, my G. Uh, best producer in the whole wide world. And uh, let's get it popping, doggy. Let's go. Saturday afternoon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Wavy Bar. If you would like to learn how this particular chocolate bar can help improve your mental health, check them out on IG and TikTok at Wavy underscore bar. K9, you mind uh, handing me that vape over there, Margie? Poor Foss. Thank you, doggy. Love you, doggy. Yeah. You can bring it around here, doggy. Letting everybody fucking tap in real quick. See you guys, man. Love, respect on Saturday, dog. It's beautiful weather out there out here in California, dog. Damn, dog. Casey showed up in a speedo, dog. Thongs on his feet. Yeah, it's cool as fucking here. It feels good, dog. You guys ready to go? We got a blockbuster for you today. Don't play with it. Real shit. You won't get this on on no other channel, dog. We the death row motherfucking podcast, dog. I mean, come fuck with Hoodstocks, dog. We got the realest motherfuckers on this bitch, dog. Don't play with it, dog. Motherfuckers are walking in this bitch with a 128G, dog. I mean, I'm talking shit, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, sentenced to 167 years to life for one murder, two armed robberies. After being locked in a cage for 26 years, homie has been granted parole. Fresh out. He's so fresh out. He's so fresh out. He's so fresh out. He's still in a halfway house. That's how fresh you are. That's when you know you're fresh out. Fresh, man. Yeah. Man. Everybody, give it up for the triple OG from Highland Park, Baltimore Street. I mean, this man started my neighborhood. Everybody, give it up for Peps. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Welcome home, brother. Thank you. Welcome home, brother. Thank you, Lucky. Yes. How you feeling, dog? I feel good, man. You know, enjoying it. You were down for 26 years, brother. Uh, what was the anticipation of getting out? I mean, we'll, we'll get to that, bro, because I want to get into the just the story of all that, bro. But when you knew 
you were getting ready to get out. I mean, did you feel sick? Were you not able to sleep? What was what was going on with you? Uh, you you got to concentrate on getting ready for the board, you know? So you got to study. And- well, let's, we'll get to that. But just when you already were granted parole, oh. and you know the night before, tomorrow I am going home. Oh, yeah. Man. I am getting out of this cell. You, what'd you parole from? Uh, Old Folsom? Old Folsom. Okay, you parole from Old Folsom, GP. Come on now. Yeah, you don't you don't believe it till you get out till you're on the bus on the way to LA. You know what I mean? You don't believe it, but uh, you think they're gonna come and yank you back or some shit, you know? Because uh, you go from not having a chance to get out, but they change the law. So uh, it was crazy, man. I had to take the bus because they told me that the place was gonna pick me up. So I had to take the bus, and I wasn't prepared for that. You know? You what do you mean you weren't prepared for the bus? They told me that the place I was paroling to was, was, was going to pick, pick you up. me up. Okay. And when I got to R&R, they told me, nah, they ain't coming. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? <laughs> kind of shit so is I that, like, no? I didn't make no plans or nothing, you know? Yeah. So, oh, because you could have got possibly picked up, but instead you got thrown on the on the Greyhound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greyhound sucks, bro. I, I, paroled, uh, I paroled twice. One, one time in uh, California and one time in, in AZ. Those are the t- two times I had to take the fucking Greyhound. By choice, I took it in uh, in AZ because, I mean, I had a female that wanted to pick me up, but I just didn't want to fucking just, like, I felt like if I, I let her pick me up, I would be signing that contract, dog. Right. Like, like you feel what I'm saying, dog? I didn't yeah. want to be a dick, dog, because I use, I use women a lot, of, a, a lot of my years. But I got kicked out of the pen one time, so I had to take the Greyhound, right. matter of fact. And that shit just sucks. I mean, how was your Greyhound ride? It was a, I took the Greyhound to the Amtrak, so I took the train. What did you like better, the Greyhound or the Amtrak? Amtrak. Yeah. yeah they had food. You, know, you could get a soda or whatever. They had beer, but I don't drink no more. You know? That's good. Good for you, brother. Good for you. Stay sober, bro. Yeah, yeah, we don't need you up to, you know what I mean? We don't need to get, you know. You know, you look, I mean, you're 64 years old. Yeah. I mean, you look amazing, brother. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Pretty, pretty keeps you young, man. It keeps you young. I mean, yeah. what kind of skincare do you use in there? I just don't say I don't go in the sun. <laughs> you don't go in the sun, nah, yeah. man. Me and the sun don't get along, man. Because you had you had a problem with your skin. Skin cancer. You had skin cancer. Five times. Five times? Yeah. And within those 26 years of being down? Yeah. Wow. Well, man. I had it before before right here. Then I got it right here in, in, uh, in the pen. Yeah. When I was in Folsom. They took it out. I mean, you can die from skin cancer, correct? Yeah, there's two kinds of them. I got the kind they just cut out and you're good. You Is know? that melanoma or something like that? Mel- melanoma. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so it, well, the crazy thing about bro is you haven't you haven't been out since 1995, bro. And there's people that watch this right here, and they weren't even born in 1995. You know, let's be real about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not a that's a beautiful thing. You're young, you're vibrant, live your life. Don't follow these roads. This is why we have these podcasts for to send a message, uh, positivity, and what not to do. You know what I mean? Learn from our mistakes, right? right. That's what we do right here. Um, uh, since nineteen ninety five, but you are not you. So you are not new to podcast, sort of speak. No, I did. Uh, I did one in uh, ninety four, but they came to my house with their equipment. And How did that work, bro? What was it called? Uh, prison bound. Prison bound. I swear to God, dog. I seen you on that shit, and one of the homies said, "Hey." Wasn't this fool on prison bound? So in 1994, you were on prison bound. How did you end up on prison bound? And what is prison bound for the people that don't know? Well, this was some guy. He does a 
Can you speak up a little more on the mic? It was some guy who just did uh, like videos about guys that just got out of prison, and I just got out of my other term, and I was yoked up and shit. And uh, what did you get out from that time? Robberies. Robberies. Yeah. Yeah. Folsom again. I was in Folsom. I left right before they filmed American Me. Right before they filmed American yeah, Me. Yeah. Right James almost was walking around on the yard and shit. You know, looking at the locations and shit. Just why you guys were right there? Or while the guys were right there? Yeah, everybody was out on the yard. Somebody says, hey, man, that's that dude from Zusu. And they go, nah, you're fucking crazy. We look, and sure enough, it was. Oh, shit. He didn't give them autographs or nothing. He went to church and signed some Bibles and shit. Signed some Bibles yeah. and shit. Put some money in my books, motherfucker. Yeah. Shit. Play with you. I'm, I'm glad can't I do left. No, I'm, can't do nothing with that signature up in this bitch. Nah. I'm glad I left before they filmed that movie, though. Why? Because them, you'd have been in it? All them problems. There was but a lot of problems, yeah. If they need to stand in for JD or something, I might have been in the mother. Absolutely, bro. So that's a fucking, that is a, that is a crazy fucking uh, uh, amount of information. Wrong words I'm trying to find right now. But um, because they, the dudes that were in that, in the movie, the extras, they're really convicts. Yeah, yeah. They're in, wow, dog. Yeah. I was in the building, they... They threw him off the tier in the movie. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Old Folsom, bro, got fucking old history, dog. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, that, 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 that's pretty scary, bro. Like, how many theater, theaters is that, dog? Uh, one, two, three, five. Five fucking theaters, dog. And so it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Cyprus in, uh, in Chino. Central? Chino? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know how it's got the open tiers all the way up? That's, that's how it is. Exactly. Yeah, like you can... Uh, you can literally get thrown off the... I mean, when I went there, I said, damn, dog. I was a kid, dog, when I went through Chino, dog. And I said, damn, I feel like I'm in the movies, bro. And, and I mean, and fools just move like, you know, just you just watch yourself on those those high tiers, dog. Just in case something pops off, you know, if a motherfucker gonna try to throw you over that bitch, dog. I don't like heights. I had to get used to that shit. You had to get used to that. I mean, were you on the fifth fucking tier? I was on the third tier. You are on the third tier. Yeah. Yeah. And they have closed doors. It's not bars. I've never been to Old Folsom. It's bars. Oh, it's bars? Yeah. In Old Folsom? Yeah, it's open bars and shit. They don't got nothing. Oh, that's right, because that's how it is in the movie. It's yeah. open bars, bro. They got the they, they had the fucking mirrors looking down the theater and shit. Yeah, they do that. They really do that shit. But all that other shit was bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, of course. They, dog. Yeah, you know, it's a movie. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put the extras on it, dog. It's like if you get a fucking taco, dog, you gotta put some sauce on that yeah, bitch. You gotta you put know. some hot sauce, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cilantro, some onions, you know what I mean? And yeah. whatever the f- else you wanna put. Some motherfuckers put hot Cheetos on that bitch excuse me dog that's how you learn how to cook good in there huh? yeah i'm just talking about the extras you know what i mean yeah oh yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah. You, can all, you can go for days on the extras you know what i yeah, mean and they yeah. did they did the extras in the movie which ended up getting in trouble and shit but yeah. that is that is crazy bro that they fucking isn't that a crazy uh casey yeah yeah that's bro they they used actual and i don't want to say i don't want to call these dudes inmates dog because that's disrespectful when you when you when you talk about some of these regulars, like like homie, I ain't an inmate. I'm a fucking that fish right there's an in, inmate, dog. I'm oh, a fucking convict, right? They're background. I just call them background. Background? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, background, right, dog? Yeah. Because you don't know who's who, right? Yeah. You know, I wonder if they got any money off that shit, bro. I don't know. I don't know to tell you the truth. They're like, hey, check it out, dog. Edward James almost come through. I'm gonna make sure all you guys get an extra fucking uh uh I don't know, something on your fucking dinner tray, dog. I don't know. I Extra don't know. bounty. Brownie. I wasn't there. Maybe, yeah. maybe they got to eat catering that day. I probably did. Because they had would, to cater it. Yeah, that'd be fucking badass, bro. Yeah. And I mean, to all those dudes, bro, like, I mean, you cater it, dog. You you, you got to watch what you give them, dog, because you can't give them chicken on the bone. You can't give them no ribs, 
right? Well, they, they got chicken on the bone in the kitchen. Okay, let me rephrase that. You can't give them ribs, bro. You know what I mean? Because a motherfucker make a badass fucking fierro out that bitch, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I think if you cater a uh, prison yard, I mean, they have pizza sales all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Yeah, you know, they and you're right, dog. They do have chicken, dog. You know what I mean? Um, I've been domesticated, sir. You know what I mean? Um, I'm potty trained. I don't shit in the house no more. <laughs> you know? I mean, after a while being out here, bro, you know, you start kind of like, hey, you know what? I, I mean, you can, it's, it's going to take you time, bro. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that, you know? But let's talk about the last time we've seen each other. Oh, shit. <laughs> when was the last time we seen each other? In Wayside Max. Wayside Max. Yeah. What year was that? 95, 96. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I was 18 years old, bro. I just hit the county for the first time. I actually got, I actually went from uh, Central Juvenile House, East Lake, bro. And I got transferred. I was already locked up, but I was in the juvenile side, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had adult cases, but I had juvenile warrants, bro. So anyways, because I was on juvenile probation whatnot, but so they squash that out because they're like, this dude's got fucking adult cases, bop, bop, bop. So they transferred me to the glass house, bro. And so I went to the L.A. County Jail for the first time. And so 1995 is a crazy transition time in the L.A. County Jail because I believe they just stopped taking, they just took away the money bags, the, the, yeah. the, the Fede office, so you can have cash in there, right. and, and, and smoking. Right. Because you used to be able to smoke in there. I mean, what year were you able to smoke in there and they had the money? 94, but they still smoking because they stopped when I was in the pen. Oh, I mean that not the penitentiary. I'm talking about L.A. County. Oh yeah, they, they had stopped the smoking. Yeah, they stopped the smoking and they stopped you being able to receive cash in there, yeah. right? You know, so I was kind of so I got there and it is all I heard was the stories. Like, man, I mean, you just have the money bag, dog. You fucking tie it to your boxers. I mean, put it by your nuts. You know, whoop de whoop whoop this and that. There was a lot of shit going on. So, but in 1995 when I went there. There was a lot of OGs, like triple OGs back then, dog. And we'll talk off off camera about some of these dudes, dog, which is kind of some crazy stories. So I met Peps, or the last time I seen Peps was in East Max County Jail. You're fighting, I was fighting uh, 20 armed robberies and a Highland Park gang beating of an old man and robbing him. That's probably the one that we didn't do. Um, and you were fighting a murder. Murder, three robberies, uh, assault with a deadly weapon, and... Uh uh, all the gun allegations and shit. Yeah, and and so you had a crime. Is that okay to say who your crime was? Yeah, boy from Highland Park. Yeah, the homie boy, the OG homie boy from Highland Park was is your crimey. Was your crimey? Still is your crimey? Crimey's for life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, how many? How old were you at the time? And how many times have you been in the penitentiary prior to that? Uh, I've been in YA, and uh, this one right now was my uh, four altogether. Four altogether. Yeah, if you count YA. YA. YTS. So you were in Y. You were in YTS, bro. At a, in a time, bro, that was just fucking nuts, and huh? Yeah, it was. It was rocking a little bit. It was kind of more like a being in camp or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. So, so trip on this. I, I kind of just want to. Uh, uh, I want to lay the landscape real quick. So, I'm with Peps. In nine, is it okay to say certain things that yeah, like? Yeah. So Peps had the dorm. Yeah. Peps had the dorm, like, and when you have the dorm, you're kind of like a, like a Mac rep. Like, there's dudes on prison yards. I don't want to say it like that, but I just kind of want to, you know. Yeah. You know, like he, he, you know, he, the direction, make sure everybody's good, bro. You know, just kind of like a mouthpiece. Does that make sense? Yeah, you have to check for the green lights and 
regulate fools and shit sometimes when they fuck up. I'm trying to just, I'm trying to lay a little, keep it easy, but yeah, <laughs> some of that, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Peps has the, how old were you at the time, bro? 38. You were 38. Yeah, I was already old, man. You were an already an OG, bro. Yeah, yeah. You were, yeah. You were, you were 38, bro. And I remember you, and now you're 60, 64 now, right? Right. Bam, that's crazy, bro. So you've been in this game, you, 38 years old, bro. You've been in this game for, like forever already, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, so so let me let me let me say this. So I was in a riot with Peps and it was one of the most craziest riots that I've ever been in, in my fucking life. And I've been in prison riots. And this LA County jail fucking tops it by a fucking million miles. And I, I don't know if you can say that, bro, but I, I, I can say that for myself and my experiences, you know. So we're in we're how do you say it? So there's a beef between the homies and the blacks throughout the whole, whole system, the whole county jail system. And so riots pop off at a certain time in 95 through the entire system. The cops weren't ready for it. Well, I think they were. Remember, they took the clocks off the wall. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. So you got to keep in mind, bro, I was 18 years old yeah. and I was just like... You know what I mean? I was just like, whoa, you know what I mean? I was trying to like, you know? Because right before, I, I, I was supposed to do it at a certain time, and uh, the motherfuckers came and took the clocks off the wall. So they caught wind of it already? Yeah. So upstairs, I just heard all the rumbling up there, so I knew, let's do this shit, you know? So in East Max, there's, there's, a, there's two floors, and so you heard the rumbling. I remember, I remember you jumped off the bunk, and you yelled something. Do you remember what you yelled? Let's do this shit. Let's do this shit. This fool jumped off the bunk and just yelled to all the homies, like, let's go. And and Pep, and you were on the top bunk, if I remember right. No, I was on the bottom. Okay, you're on the bottom bunk. We're getting the story right. And and I just see Pep just fucking, gah, 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 gah. just fucking taking off. And so we all pop off and we going. And this is a full on fucking right. It's cracking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 the blacks ain't no punks. You know what I mean? They 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 stand in their grounds, you know what I mean? Cause these dudes are gangsters, you know what I mean? These dudes are gangsters too, dog. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna discredit them, dog. I'm gonna give them their shit too, dog. You know what I mean? That the county jail back then, LA County, was no motherfucking joke. And those blacks back then, bro, I'm not saying they're different from the ones now, but I'm saying like, bro, they 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 were made a little different, I'd say. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, it was different. It was different. And and so the crazy thing about it. When you have an entire system jumping off, there's not enough cops. There's not enough deputies to take care of all this shit. So the, the deputies, remember, bro? Yeah. They, were, they would come to our dorm, and they would shoot guns. Pa pa pa! Get the fuck down! Get the fuck down! And then they would leave to the other dorm to try to get them down. And as soon as they leave, we jump up and be like, bam, what's popping on me? Yeah. Remember that shit though? Yeah, I got I got popped in the eye, matter of fact. You had a black eye, I remember. Yeah, that motherfucker all I seen was a black streak go past me and crack me in the side of the head and almost knocked out. But he got him good. Did he knock you out? No, I, I seen like you know how you see blue before you pass out? Yeah. But I stayed up. You stayed up. Yeah. Got you good. Yeah, he got me good. Yeah, I mean hey, yeah, I'll give him credit. He got me good if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the crazy thing about it is that it didn't stop, bro. We just kept on getting up and fucking rocking and rolling. And and so I ended up with a bunch of fucking like, 
I don't know how, bro, but I ended up in the front with a bunch of like skinhead white boys, bro. Yeah, because they jumped in too. Yeah, they jumped in too. I ended up in the front with a bunch of skinhead white boys, and and these dudes were heckling the fucking hoodas. They were fucking, when we get down, they'd be like, fuck you, little fucking punk ass, blah, 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 whoa, 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 talking, disrespecting them, bro. So the whole time, bro, I, I was watching the Hootas, dog, and the Hootas were pointing to the direct, where we were at, and we were all under all these uh, triple bunks, bro. Yeah. We were all these triple bunks, and a lot of the homies were in the back. I ended up with these dudes because I was in the front, and I'm not discrediting any of the homies because there was some homies in the back talking about, get them, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, but I was in the front, I was 18 years old, dog, and I wanted I wanted all of the smoke, dog. And so, you know, I'm trying to like earn a good name, earn my stripes, you know what I mean? I don't know why we're doing this, but <laughs> but you know, you gotta go with the flow, baby. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do, dog. And and check this shit out, dog. So when the Hudas finally got everything kind of contained and they had us down, the Huda said, that motherfuckers over there. They talking a gang of shit. Ba 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 woo. So the Hudas came, bro, and they started pulling those fucking white boys out by their ankles, bro, from the yeah, punks. Yeah, yeah. Remember that shit? They hit them with flashlights. And, and they were beating the fuck out of them, yeah. dog. And I remember I was right there, bro. And I and I ain't gonna lie, dog. I might have said a prayer, dog. I said, God, you know I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> You know, I wasn't saying nothing, God. <laughs> because, bro, when the cops were pulling these white boys out, these skinheads out, bro, they were beating the fuck out of them, dog. So much. These fools were talking, all that kinds of mess, and all of a sudden you hear them saying, ah, ah, ah. You know what I mean? They get it like, bro, you got no choice but to, like, like you can man up and be like, uh, 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 you know what I mean? But, bro, after a minute, dog, I think it little the bitch is gonna come out of everybody, dog. <laughs> with some with some yelps and some like ah, you know what I mean. And, and sometimes when you're in pain, you don't use your man voice, dog. You know, you use the inner bitch voice because it hurts. <laughs> and it was funny because I heard these white boys, and I was praying. And then all of a sudden, there was another white boy next to me, and and that fool said, Hoom. I seen it. I just seen this body like disappear, like body snatchers, dog. <laughs> and I said, Oh shit, I'm next. You know, check it out, bro. I don't think they grabbed me. If I remember correctly, they didn't get me. But I ended up with all those dudes, bro. And I ended up in the hallway, hogtied. I don't know if you remember, Peps, but they took me with them dudes, dog. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. put they put just that group on the other side of the fucking fence, and they had us like suitcases, dog. They picked us up like this, bro, and they they moved us out, dog. It's, I got pulled out, but I didn't get fucked up like like them fools, dog. And and they hogtied us, bro, like backwards with our arms and legs backwards, and they picked us up and they moved us and they left us there for fucking hours, bro. You know what I mean? And so the hooters were coming in too, dog, and they would and they would they had a couple of the homies. I remember this homie had I don't know where he was from, eighteen or MS, but they were jumping on his face, bro. They put their hands on the bunk. I think it was from 18. So it was from 18, yeah. right? And they were jumping on his fucking face, dog. They came in destroying shit, dog. And so. You know, the riots stopped, and now it's we're on lockdown. And so what the Hudas do is they come, bro, and they, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, I can't believe this, bro. So there was a lot of tienda right there, bro. 
we lost everything. We, we lost everything, but while the hoodas were fucking, were, were, were trying to get everything together, we were just like, fuck it, it's a free-for-all, dog. So we started grabbing all kinds of thanda, and we started eating all kinds of candy bars underneath the bunks, dog. Like, you ain't supposed to steal in there, but this is just a different type of thing, dog. We're not necessarily stealing, we're taking, dog. But anyways, bro. And so they come through, they wipe everything out, dog. They turn the air conditioners up. Took the blankets. And they took the blankets. They took our blankets, bro. And they put us on the thing called juke balls, dog. Remember they put us on the juke balls? No, we got an extra week because we got off twice. Because we got off twice. Because we, 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 so we were the, we were the only, one of the only dorms. We're the only dorm? Yeah, we, we were the only dorm, bro. This is how many knuckleheads, bro, were in our fucking dorm, bro. We got off, we got off, we just, bro, savages in the dorm, dog. Like, all the way down the road, bro. You know what I mean? The paisas, the whites, the homies, the blacks. Let's not leave them out, bro, because they popping too, dog. They were pissed. Dog. Yeah, dog. And so we fucking, we got off twice, so we ended up on an extra week on juke balls. Peps, explain to them what juke balls are. Fucking like, it's like a nasty-ass meatloaf, and they put rice in it and bread and a couple chilies just for taste, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, but what is the sour shit, bro? Is that vinegar? I don't know what it's vinegary, dog. It's a vinegar fucking ball of shit that they say, check it out. You're not going to get normal trace. So when they want to punish, back then, when they wanted to punish dudes in L.A. County Jail, they would put you on juke balls. You can go to the hole, and if you really fucked up in the hole, they go put you on juke balls and the hole. If you didn't, if, if huh? Yeah, yeah, bro. Two a day. I mean. Two a day, bro. You got to survive off this little fucking soury fucking meat con concoction dog that is like leftovers it's like this the best way to explain it dog is if you had a garbage disposal dog and you're throwing all your fucking old food in the garbage disposal and on the bottom of the garbage disposal was a hole of a fucking in a, a pan you know what i mean and whatever came out that garbage will grind it up bop, bop, bop. that's what's for dinner dog they threw it in a white styrofoam cup and gave it to you. oh my god and so so not only are you fucking basically starving, dog, you're at a point where you're starving, dog. So juke balls is to make sure that you have no energy to do nothing no more. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the diet, dog. It's make sure you don't have any more energy to fight. And that's all you want to do is, is lay there and survive. Barely survive, bro. You're fucking starving. You're losing weight, dog. You ain't taking no shits, homie. So there's some cats that can't even stomach this shit, dog. Yeah, they can't. And they're basically starving, dog. Like there's some dudes that are like, uh, like they can't eat it because it smells so bad, dog. And it tastes so fucking vinegary, dog. And so, so we're on that, and they turn the air conditioning full blast. And so, what do we, what do we, what did we do, bro? Cut open our mattresses and <laughs> so, lay in there like a mummy bag. So we cut open these plastic mats that are supposed to be our, our mattresses for these cookie sheet bunk beds, and and we would get in there to try to keep warm, but you're still freezing, you're starving, you're fucking miserable, you're fucking, you're talking to God, you're talking to Allah, you're talking to the devil, whoever the fuck you talk to, you're talking to somebody, you're trying to figure this shit out, like, whoa, maybe I ain't, I ain't about this life, I don't know, I mean, things can be going through a lot of cat's minds, let's be real yeah, about it, dog, yeah. you know what I mean? And the fucked up thing about it is if you got one of them old fucking mattresses, bro, when you get up in that shit, the foam shit is like fucking, it's like sand. It's yeah. like, what it's is it? Fiberglass. It's like fiberglass, <laughs> bro. So when you come out of that mattress, you just like, <sighs> you got all this shit stuck to you. You're just like, fuck my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know, you want to 
You want to slap the motherfucking dude. Oh, so when we got, I remember when we got off twice, bro. We got off twice, dog. I jumped from down from the bunk and there was a big ass, there was a big ass swole motherfucker, dog. And I just locked it with him. You know, that motherfucker got me good. And one of the homies, I mean, that, 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 those days were crazy, dog. I think I caught the chain from there. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'm pretty sure I came close to catching the chain, dog, because I was already a sentenced. But I, I believe I caught the chain from uh, from that, bro. Right. Yeah. I caught the chain from the county because I got snitched on for running the dorm. They sent me to the county, and then uh, they had me running two dorms over there because I, I was doing it in the wayside with Pee Wee, the homie Pee Wee. Okay. Yeah, he's my, my uh, celly. So he's, like, helping me. But uh, I got snitched on over there, too. So I went to Gang Fish Roll, and I caught the chain off Gang Fish Roll, uh, waiting to go to the Gang Module. Yeah. I was in the Gang Module in 97. Uh, Shit was no joke. 34, Abel Road, and Baker Road, dog. Six-man cells, dog. I was there on a pro violation, dog, with a bunch of dudes that were fighting fucking, uh, you know, murders. Uh, some dudes already had the death penalty. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting out in a year, dog, what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? These dudes were just like, it was just, it was 100% a different mind state, but you got to adapt, dog. You know what I mean? Because it's survival of the fittest, right? Even when you're amongst your own, you know what I mean? You got to adapt because if not, you can potentially get preyed on. I mean, it's, it's a part of the game and it is what it is. So, Peps, what led you up to that, that fighting two armed robberies, uh, murder? I mean, what led, can we, can we rewind the track? Um, after my uh, the term before that, when I told you before they filmed American Me, I got out. And, Could we uh, talk about growing up? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I hung around with nothing but Mexicans. We had like a little bike gang when we were little kids and shit. Was that and, the Undertakers? Nah, I mean, no. Okay. I always got confused for them. Yeah, That's Jeff, I, Jeff Palmer, yeah, uh, his brother. Yeah, because the way I dressed and shit, I always thought I was an Undertaker because I'm white and shit, and I always want, I almost got jumped a few times because of that. That's why we put the L between the H L P so we wouldn't get confused with Undertakers or nothing. Yeah. And uh well, we all grew up together and then uh when we got older, like fourteen, fifteen, we, we decided to start Island Park, you know. And uh it was me, Danny Boy, uh Santos, Cricket, Puppet, Diablo. There was about ten of us. We just started and it just jumped off, got big, and and uh, I still see some of them guys now, you know, and uh, a couple of them are doing good, you know. One of them has cancer right now; he's fighting cancer, and uh, he could use a a little help, you know. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna put up a, a GoFundMe for the homie OG, homie Danny. Right. What kind of cancer does he have, bro? Uh, I don't know, but it spread in the it's bad condition. Yeah, he's in bad. He's in pretty bad shape. He moved to Arizona so his brother Leo could take care of him, and his sister had just died a month before my my ex girlfriend, and uh, I got a kid from her. She just passed away, and a month later he finds out he has cancer. So, you know, he's going through it. So I appreciate everybody could find their heart to help him out. What's the GoFundMe link? Do you do you know it off the top of your head? No, I got it on my phone. Okay, I'll put it in the description, bro. Yeah, it'd be but better. but also too, um, as you guys see, there's a Cash App link down there. Do not donate on 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 the 
YouTube yeah. app because they're taking, they said 30%, but they're taking damn near 45%. That's 100% uh, correct. Um, I would, you guys can go to the Cash App. All money today will go to the homie Peps of just trying to get his life back, back on track and, you know, get on his feet. I mean, for a 64-year-old man to get out, I mean, if you find it in your heart to donate, please do so. If you don't, it's all good. No worries, you know. But all proceeds, all donations today uh, will go to the homie Peps to help him get on his feet and move forward with his life. And, uh, you know, to finish it off in a positive manner and live a good life. You know, he's sober now. And, um, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that about, you know, lessons learned and so on and so forth. Right. But uh, so you guys... Um, you guys um, started Highland Park. I mean, how did that happen, bro? It's just we all got together, and uh, we had started having problems with another gang, CP Boys, and we weren't even in that gang yet, you know? So we just decided, like, instead of getting to Avenues or any of the other gangs, and this 43rd is for Palomaro. It's not for Avenues 43rd, in case anybody's thinking something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we started because of... You know, people were having problems with uh, CP boys, so we just started our own neighborhood to go at it with them. And uh, that's, that was like our main rival back then. And uh, it was on back then. It was on the crack. And I mean, yeah, how it was, was it on back then? I mean, what year is this? You said it's 1972 you started Highland Park? 72. 72. I mean, who were the who were the main dudes? It was you? Me, Puppet, uh, Diablo, Rest in Peace, uh, Cricket, Big Santos, uh, Leo Borges, Danny Borges. Uh, uh, there was a few others, but that was those were the main ones. So you so you mentioned you mentioned about you being uh, uh, white, but you know what I mean. Uh, growing up with Mexicans, you know, like how was that? How did how did that like? Were you ever uh, looked on less of a person around this crowd of people? You just one of the boys. No, I'm not, I was just one of the guys with the, my, my, my homeboys and stuff. Yeah. But, like, if we'd be in a group, they always want to pick me out, you know, like, the fuck you looking at, you know? Yeah. And I was the best fighter, so I ended up, everybody's just like, so I would fuck them up, you know? <laughs> and they fucked up, but, yeah, you know. I mean, it, it's, I mean, when you are not of the Mexican descent and you're, fr you're in these groups of peoples or these neighborhoods, you always have to prove yourself even more, correct? Yeah, yeah. Somebody did something crazy, I would try to do something crazier, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was always fighting and shit, but uh, I try not to be like, you know, want to be dressed all cholo and shit. I had long hair and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I dressed kind of casual and shit, but I was gangbanging hard, so. It was and, all good, uh, didn't matter what you look like, yeah, as long as you handle your business, right? Well, yeah, you put in the work and shit. <laughs> put in the work. I mean, what kind of back then, bro? Like, without getting into too much crazy detail, but like putting in work back then in the seventies. I mean, were, guns were out already, correct? Yeah, oh, they had guns. Yeah, there was guns. I mean, when did when did guns come out, bro? In the in the in the gang culture, I know you know you always see some old movies and they got chains and baseball bats and knives. Yeah, that was more like the sixties. The sixties. Beginning of the seventies, everybody started doing shootings. That's when they're doing drive-bys and little kids were getting killed and shit. That's why they put a stop to that. Absolutely. Yeah, which was a good thing. Yeah. Shooting up people's houses, you, you don't think about it at the time. But, you know, you might kill a little kid, somebody's mom, you know. And, uh, that's, 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 that's no good. Yeah, it's way different now. They don't care if they kill a, a girl or whatever, you know. There's a lot of fucking uh, just 
just fucking random, just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you see it on the news every day, dog. It's fucking nuts. So you guys start Highland Park, and um, it's it's Baltimore Street. Baltimore Street. Because that's yeah. a street that you guys are all chilling on, huh? Right. Yeah. We used to get shot up right there on the corner of 51 in Baltimore all the time. And uh, at Mike Ronback's house, that's where we would always kick it. And, uh, that's where we used to hang around. And so when you said the, the the first at Amigos weren't it weren't avenues it was the dudes uh, CP boys which is Cypress Cypress Park boys when did Cypress Park start bro uh, I think in the sixties in the sixties I'm, I'm not huh? exactly sure yeah but uh, such a small neighborhood but a strong neighborhood huh like uh-huh. the, we were small too but yeah, yeah absolutely I mean we're a lot bigger now but yeah yeah back then though off, off the top you know what I mean I mean the 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 the, the, the Monsters or whatever you call it. The, I mean, I'm better lack of words, but were the dudes from the avenues. There was a lot of them dudes. There was a lot of them. Well, yeah. they, were, they were like together with us back then. They were together with the homies yeah, back then. we'd kick it with them. We'd be on Drew Street with dudes from avenues and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they, they were going out with CP, CP boys too. And so how did that fall off, bro? Do you know? I was in YA when that happened. When the, 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 the disconnect, yeah, the, the shit came unglued. Yeah, and my road dog was from avenues. Yeah. And uh, we just heard like shit happening over there because I think it was Dogtown Avenue, Highland Park were together. Yeah. And uh, they started going at it and Highland Park started going at it. You know, it was just crazy. And, uh, you know, you know, like when you're busted, you don't, you don't be gang banging in there and shit. You yeah. don't like TS. Yeah. So, but they would come and uh, if there was a shooting on the street, they would put you in a, a cell by yourself. You know? Oh, they would do that yeah, in they, YTS? They, they would, yeah. If something happened on the street, they would separate you in there until they found out everything was cool. Wow, that's a trip, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's that that That's kind of like, that shows, uh, that shows like the power of the streets, the 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 the, the, the system, right? Like, right. they're just like, oh, shit, we know this. They could potentially trickle to the, 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 the facilities, to the, prisons. the prisons and whatnot. I mean, what made you like go that route, bro? You have you have a brother that's resting in peace too, correct? Yeah, my brother Chris. Uh, he would he would. Uh, well, back then they had a gang. Nella was with us too, Marty Stale, Nella. Yeah. And uh, he kind of hung around more with them guys, but he hung around with us too. But when he went to the pen, he would run wood. He would run with yeah. the wood. And how and how did you feel about that? I he, he kicked with the homies too, but everybody knows him, respected him. Yeah. But I just thought I was glad we never were busted together in case something did pop off, you know? Yeah, between the whites and the homies. Right, the whites and the homies. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean I mean if, if something did pop up, I mean you just you don't you don't you just your your brother makes a right, you make the left, and you go opposite directions. Right, right. You know. I mean I'm sure you played that out in your head before, right? Like right. fuck if we bust together, something popped off, you know what I mean? You know, I don't I can't I can't go for my bro. Uh yeah. EOD, uh, EOD at the beginning of my term on this term when I was in high desert. And uh, being a dolphin, the first thing you do when you find out your brother died of a heroin overdose, you go slam yourself, which is... This is what you did? Yeah, which now I find out how stupid that was. How, uh, so you found, you found out what in, in the beginning of this 26 years you just got done doing when you first got sentenced. Where were you at at the time? High desert. You're in high desert. Okay, you said that. So you're in the high desert. You find out your brother overdoses from heroin, 
and the first thing you do is go go shoot heroin. Go shoot heroin. Sad to say, but well, we there's there's we we deal. I mean, within the culture, within the community, the gang culture. I mean, we deal with things different than the average person on the streets. You know, we we mourn different. I mean, we we know what we know and what we don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily our fault because we weren't taught what we don't know. Well, now we know we have a thing called common sense of what's right and wrong, but you know, we look for outlets. I mean, when you're in a when you're in a lockdown facility and you and you hear about that, I mean, how how close? I mean, how did it affect you? Obviously, it made you go slam some heroin, but well, me and my brother were real close, you know. But uh, you, you don't want to start crying or show no emotions in there, you know. People think you're weak and shit. They see you crying, yeah. So, so it's kind of hard to like hold your emotions in. So you are you first thing you think of being a dolphin, you want to go get high, you know, like lose yourself. Yeah, lose yourself. Uh, Forget about everything. Yeah. Numb the pain. Yeah, because me and him were pretty tight. You know, we're always together. I trusted him as my. We're like friends, you know, brothers, friends, crime. But uh, yeah, I miss him. I mean, what was one of your fondest memories between you and your brother? Uh, that you always just like, you know. You think back and just like, damn, that's that was we had a good time. That was fun, you know. Just being around them, we're every time we'd be together, we'd be partying and shit, you know. Yeah, would you um, guys would you guys be uh, like partying with heroin or just having a good time in general? Both, 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 and uh, yeah, we were usually always together. And so, how long did it? How far back were you? Like, has heroin been your? Uh, your own detriment, your own personal downfall in life that has led you to making bad decisions in life? Uh, since I was 15. You were slamming heroin? Yeah, doing heroin. Uh, the older guys were doing it, and they kind of like dared me to do it. So I did it, and then uh, I started, just got hooked on that shit. And I mean, that's one of the that's one of the like hardest drugs. Once you stick a needle in your arm of any drug, if it's, you know, if it's fucking cocaine, if it's, uh, uh, methamphetamine, but uh, you know, heroin, bro, is just on another level. Like I see dudes, you know, through all the t time that I've been in the system, trying to kick heroin, and, and they would just be fucking in bad shape, miserable. And I said, damn, I don't ever want to be like that, bro. You know, yeah. um, so these dudes dared you to fucking do it. You do it, and it basically just altered your whole entire life. Like, because mm -hmm. before that, we had just been like smoking weed and doing like. Psychedelics, acid, and you know shit like that, and uh, that's when all that shit was real, you know. And then uh, PCP came out, and that's it was still real back then because uh, the, the stuff was still legal that they would sell. Oh, it was legal back then. Yeah, so PCP the, was legal. No, the the agreed the chemicals they used to make it was legal to yeah, get, yeah. and so it was more accessible. More accessible, and it, it was more like a pure like the stuff. Later on, they started putting up whatever they wanted to put in it, and it was like, you know what I mean? I remember we used to go to State Street, me and the homies, and when I was young, I was, you know, 17, 16 years old. Um, we'd go to State Street, and we would get we would get the, the, the pours, you know what I mean? If it was a 50 pour, 100 pour, sometimes a 20 pour, depending on what we were working right. with, you know? And, and it was all about, you spin it, dog. You spin it, and if that shit whirlwind all the way to the bottom, it was good shit. Yeah, yeah. 
Does that does that sound accurate? I never heard of that. You never heard of that? Uh, the, the homies put me on that shit, dog. You know what I mean? The homies like uh, you know, shout out to Dreamer and a bunch of other homies. They're like, you gotta spin that shit, dog. You spin it and it, it'll roll into the bomb. I'm like, all right, that's good shit, dog. Uh, but man, that PCP days were no motherfucking joke, dog. Uh, man, I seen so much crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, so how was it growing back in growing up back in those days, bro? You know, because there's a lot of youngsters, and it's kind of like a you know, not all the time do we get a triple OG like yourself on the podcast. We just had the homie uh, from Sangra on the other day, Big Japs. Dog, shout out to Big Japs. Um, but, you know, those days were a whole lot different, bro. You know, like what, what were some of the things you guys would do back then to have fun, chill out? Uh, we, we we take like, a, we had a baseball team. We play other neighborhoods. We yeah. usually start off, they usually turn into a fight, but, you know, and, uh, we go to the mountains and shit. Take a little caravan to the mountains. Go to a lake or you know, go to the snow. We went to stay around. You know, we go do shit. And uh, there was more girls at that time too. There was more girls, yeah. huh? We had a gang of girls, and and uh, they would go with us. So who who'd get the most females out of out of uh, your crowd back in the day? Oh shit. Brother, man. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Did he have the gift of the gab, or he was just some fucking handsome ass motherfucker, yeah, dog? He was a handsome motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> My other brother don't get in trouble and shit. Yeah. He played football. My brother Jeff. Yeah. Good for good for him, bro. And so, fifteen years old, you turned out on heroin, bro. So from there on, you're always chasing that addiction. You're, I mean, you're chasing the. Uh, so you know, get money to, you know, feed that fucking dragon, right? Right. You know, um, and that p potentially leads you to committing crimes. Yeah, with the burglaries mainly. That's how we would get our guns and stuff. Burglaries. Burglaries. We find gun collections, and uh, we just, you know, you're young, you're a dumb kid, you would get like rings worth thousands, and thousands of dollars, and just sell them for like a couple hundred dollars and shit. Yeah, pawn shops loving you fools. Yeah, you know. Get older, you regret all that shit you did because you're, you're taking people's uh, hard-earned money. Hard-earned money, you know. Yeah. And uh, you don't think about it at the time because you just want to get high and do your little partying and stuff. But you're taking things that meant something to somebody, you know. Yeah, prized possessions, yeah. family uh, heirlooms, whatever you call those. You know, there's a point in time in my criminal career, bro, where I said, you know what, I'm gonna stop criming on hardworking people and I'm gonna crime on criminals. You know what I mean? Because I felt like the karma, it, I believe in karma, bro. Even back then as a child, I believe in karma. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to take from harder people. I'm going to crime from criminals. And if I come from criminals, I'm going to I'm gonna get a pass from God. You know? I really felt that, bro. I'm going to get a pass from God, dog. Because I've always been a very, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was raised with, uh, uh, with religion and some religious beliefs in, in, within my childhood, even though it was kind of fucked up. But those were implemented, you know? And, um... So I stopped criming on, on hardworking people and I crime on criminals, you know what I mean? And I felt like I I, I got a pass on a lot of different things, bro, you know? But, you know, I, I feel you on that, bro. It, it sucks to take from somebody that is, you know, worked hard for their money and, and here it comes this little motherfucker dog, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking your shit, dog. It's, it's just, it's not good. It's fucked up, you know? And I'm not saying crime on criminals is any better, but hey, to, in my mind at the time, it's like, man, 
whatever I'm taking from them, they potentially took from somebody else. I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm t- you know, when, you, when you're in that state of mind, you try to justify certain things. At least I used to, bro. You know what I mean? Like my mind is just made like that. I gotta justify why I did this or why I'm doing this, you know? It, it, was, it was never like, a, a, I never had, I was never just like a real malicious, like, ah, oh, fuck you, like, like, you know, like just a, like a real, just like fucked up savage person, even though I was in the beginning, but then I try to like correct it as moving up in the criminal ranks, so to wow. speak, right? You know, you didn't get a chance to do that. Oh, well, I try to justify it too, because <laughs> we'd rob connections and shit. Yeah, okay. When it was still, you could still do it, but now you can't do it because they're paying, you know. Protection. Yeah, you absolutely. You gotta watch out. You, know, you, you gotta watch it. out who you, you take from. Can't do it no more. But back then, you could do it, and uh, I didn't snatch purses or nothing. So I, in my mind, I thought of myself that I was better than the other guys. They were snatching purses and shit. I mean, that's know, just wrong, bro. Right. Snatching a purse, dog. Yeah, that's just weak, man. Yeah, it's just weak. Yeah. I mean, I see that on TV right now, and I'm just like, I want to smack the fuck out them yeah, motherfuckers. Like, like, little bitch ass motherfuckers robbing little girls walking to school, took their phones. Shit. Yeah, dog. That's that's wrong, God, dog. Little bitches. Yeah, stop that shit, dog. That shit ain't cool, dog. You making fools out of yourselves, dog. And that shit's gonna come back and bite you in the ass. Don't do that. Just don't commit crime, period. But I'm just saying, like, fuck, dog. There's levels, dog, and that's the fucking like that's the dirt right there. Right. But um so why did you go to YA for? Uh I stabbed somebody. Yeah? Yeah. And, and uh for a robbery or something? No, no. He was CP boy. Okay. And uh I was I stabbed him and then uh I got probation, I violated it. I got in a fight with some lifeguards in Santa Monica. Why are you fighting with lifeguards in Santa Monica? PCP. You know what Yeah. I tried to pick up on some dude's old lady and then he came up like, thought he was Superman. So they tried to take me up to the uh, lifeguard tower. And I pushed one into a window. You know, and uh, they violated me for that because uh, they suspended sentence on the uh, stabbing. Okay. So, so what 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 set you on this path? I mean, did you not have foundation with a, uh, with your your mom and pops? I mean, what set you on this path of you know we're gonna go call it destruction? I mean, self destruction and whatever's in your way, bro. They're 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 taking the repercussions of whatever you uh, uh, was going through. You know, like did you not have a strong foundation with your family? Um, not really. My dad was a very quiet guy, so we we never talked, you know, and he was always working. He was fucking around with every bitch in the neighborhood and shit, you know. What kind of work was he doing? He was a store manager. Okay. He used to manage stores around Highland Park. Like a Zodis or something? No, grocery market. Okay. And uh, we, we just didn't really gel too much, you know, because he was quiet and I was quiet, you know. And uh, my mom, she was always working and shit. They were always fighting because he was always cheating on her. I mean, you see your dad cheating, you think it's cool to treat women like that, you know, but because that's how you were raised, you know, you see your own dad doing it. Yeah. But uh, he passed away about a year ago. My mom's still alive. Shout out to moms. Uh, My condolences to your pops and, of course, your brother, bro. Yeah. I've never been able to tell you that, brother. You know what I mean? Thanks. Big bro. Uh, You know Chris? No, uh, you know what? Uh, Chucky Brown is a very good friend of mine. Yeah, he should tell you hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to live with Chucky. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I live. I live with Chucky, his wife Maureen, uh, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Brown. Um, I li- I lived with them on uh, Eagle Rock and Glen Iris and Eagle Rock, bro. They took me in like a family member, dog. And 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 Chucky, 
I mean, Chucky, like, was a, I'd say a big bro, but I, I would say more or less I looked at him, like, almost like a father figure at the time, bro. You know, Chucky was just real, just cool and calm and just, like, he was the opposite of me, dog. Me, I'm always over the top, high, strong, 100 miles per hour, and I come through 100 miles per hour and I fuck with Chucky, and Chuck would, Chucky would be just cruising, like, mm. hey, what's up, fool, what are you tripping on, dog? Ha <laughs> ha, fucking lucky, whoa, whoa, bop, 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 yeah, let's do it. Me and Chucky were watching, uh, Chucky Brown, we were watching when 9-11 happened. 9-11 happened, me and Chucky were at his house, we were watching it on TV, and we we're just like, I said, Chuck, we gotta, we gotta, we, we, we strapped up already, dog, but we gotta get some more straps. We gotta get ammunition, dog. This shit is gonna go down, dog. We gotta, and, and so me and Chucky were on a sick one, dog. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm a lot younger than Chucky, uh, but, you know, we, we were homeboys. We were homies, dog. You know what I mean? But Chucky would always tell me, because I think Chucky was best friends with your brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was friends with him too. Yeah. He hung around with the Deuce Island Park and shit. Yeah. His brother was from the neighborhood, Eddie. Yeah. I rest in peace. And uh, I still get out of my Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, he's living in uh, Kansas, I think. Yeah, shout out to Chucky, yeah. man. I love that dude, and I've always just, I've always looked up to him. And I and I love, I, to this day, me and Ronnie, we still talk. I just seen his daughters. I mean, when I was living with them, they were just little girls. And I see them now, and they're grown, and just like the beautiful, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, just re, uh, resembles just the, the beautifulness of, of that family, you know? Um, but uh, shout out to Chucky Brown, Maureen. I uh, love you guys. Thank you for taking me in and dealing with my fucking shenanigans. I mean, they never, they never fucking folded on me. They always kept it solid with me and, and whatever I was doing. I mean, they supported it one way or another. And for the good and the bad of us, I mean, we were all in a funky time at the time right, right. I mean, better lack of words but uh yeah so chucky would would tell me about your brother but i never met your brother bro you know but i heard a lot of uh good things about your bro yeah yeah um and so meeting up to 95 bro i mean you were running around on a sick one huh well, i was doing good at first you know when i first got out i i started working on the movies so i was working on movie sets for like a year and a half, doing lighting. Yeah, that's and, a good uh, gig, bro. Yeah, I was getting like a thousand dollars a week. Damn, that's good money back Me, then, bro. I was like, fuck. bro, if you can get a thousand dollars a week to in twenty twenty two, bro, you you living good, bro. You can yeah. pay your bills, don't. Yeah, I was partying with actors and shit. So uh, yeah, well, how how were you partying with them? Just like getting just high? drinking, drinking, smoking a little weed. They yeah, didn't, they didn't do no hard shit. Yeah, they let you drink on the sets. What? Yeah, they have like a a. Ice chest full of beer. As long as you don't get drunk, it was cool. So, so our, our producer right here, Casey, uh, he works the movie sets, and um, yeah, Casey. So they they were drinking back then, bro. Can't do that now, shit. Uh, well, they had dry sets too, where they they weren't they didn't allow you to drink. Is that what they called it? They called it a dry set. Yeah. And the other set was a drinking set. Yeah. Put me on the drinking set, dog. <laughs> well, you books, you know? Get paid to drink, dog. Yeah. With yeah. actors, yeah. shit. Stop playing. It was fun, you know. It was a good job. I wish I would have had it when I was like younger, my, my younger days. I would have stuck with it as a career. But we had crossed the picket line, and uh, we were scabs, actually. What, what is a scab? Somebody crosses a picket line and okay. takes their jobs. Yeah. You know. Traitors. Well, no good for nothing. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't used to it, and you, you have to go through them while they're picketing. I'm like, fuck you, scab. I'm like, fuck you. And my boss, like, oh, fuck that, you. 
You know, try to pull me back in the car and shit. So, so these, the, shit. yeah, these were dudes that were in the union. Yeah, they were right? union. And here comes the non-union dudes non-union. coming due and saying, hey, you know what? Shit, I ain't got no rules and regulations of me getting my money, G. You know what yeah, I mean? I was going to say no when he asked me. You, you cool with crossing the picket line? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, after a while, I started feeling for them guys, you know. But uh, I was going to do it, man. All that money, and then you're on a, a continuous, continuously working, you know. Yeah. But uh, after a, a couple months, they took the the old crew back and gave us the boot. Yeah. So I seen someone right now said one thousand was, uh, one thousand was two thousand. I mean, one thousand back then is two thousand back then. I think that's what you mean, G. I All see. Right. I see somebody uh, uh, three forty five uh, more par uh, push heavy. I see you, dog. Um, I caught that at the, at the side of my eye right here and shit. But yeah, if you're making one thousand, bro, like that's equivalent to to two thousand today. You know, that was fucking amazing money. I mean, at the time you had a what? You had your own place. I mean, you do you had to be doing really good, right? I was living with my sisters. Living with your sisters, and, okay? Uh, they were living in Topanga Canyon. My mom lived on top, and they had like a studio apartment on the bottom. Yeah, uh, we party and shit, but uh, I kept it to a minimum. I didn't. I partied on my days off and shit. Yeah. Drink a little bit on the sets and stuff. But from crossing that picket line, my boss had lost his job. It was hard for him to find work after he crossed the union picket line. Yeah. So um, I couldn't get work no more. And uh, I ended up getting kicked out of my mom's house. I I went to my brother's, went from making all that money to living on the couch at my brother's house. And uh, I fucked up over there. Got kicked out over there, my own fault. And I regret that. I stole some money from him to buy coke. So who stole money from who? I stole money from my brother. Which brother? Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. But, uh, Does he still hold it against you to this day? Nah, he forgave me. Yeah. How much money did you steal? It was like two or three hundred dollars. Yeah. But uh, it's embarrassing to say that, you know. That's what I mean. We we I, I tell my worst stories right here, bro. We stay transparent right here, and I mean, I wouldn't expect nothing uh, from an OG, triple OG like yourself to keep that shit one hundred, dog. Yeah. It's in the past, baby. You know what I mean? Well, from losing the job and stuff, you know, you, you just you feel like a burden sleeping on somebody's couch. You know what I mean? But I, in my own mind, but he didn't say, never said nothing. But I got kicked out. I was living. I bought a Regal with my my tax return. I went down the neighborhood. In a regal, baby. Floss. Like God in a regal. I ran into some little little homies wanted me to go to a, a, a meeting with them. Got drunk as fuck. I had like five little homies in the car all strapped up. Crashed my car, hit and run, <laughs> drunk driving with no license. And it was just downhill from there. Started doing robberies, started getting strung out, and that was it. That's probably all related to a thing called karma. Stole the $200. Bob, 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 everything yeah. trickles down. I mean, shit rolls downhill sometimes. Yeah, well, you give positive energy, you give positive energy back. You get bad energy, you get bad energy back, you know? Yeah. But uh, now, like, now that I stopped using, I stopped fucking around, everything, like, good things are happening for me. Thank you. You know, bro, the greatest... My greatest power right now is positive energy. My greatest power is, you know, trying to do do for others, bro. 
There was one point that I was just a selfish motherfucker, dog. Anything that I can get is for me. If it was pussy or if it was money or if it was fucking dope, dog, I wanted it all for myself and I wanted it all, dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get some of it too, but I'm going to get some of it too. I mean, I didn't mind sharing the pussy, dog. I mean, back in the day, <laughs> dog, I mean, we all shared the pussy, dog. I mean, I mean, it sounds horrible. For a man that's raising daughters, you know, it sounds even more horrible, dog, you know. But this is the past. The present, the man that's sitting right here is a whole different person. But, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm getting at is now that I project a different energy, bro. And sometimes my energy is a little rough, bro, because I'm still, I'm still that dude, but I use it in a different way, dog. Sometimes I go hard on my boys that are around me, dog, but it's just because I'm trying to push, dog, and, and I'm put, trying to push us all, dog. Like, come on, my jeek. Pop, pop, pop. Let's go, dog. Get this shit cracking, homie. How come you ain't done that shit yet? Let's go, dog. Yeah. And that's just love, dog. That's cariño, dog. You know what I mean? That's how I show my love, dog. We trying to pick each other up. And, and if, if it, like, that's me just trying to pick them up with me sometimes, you know what I mean? And there's some that don't need to be picked up. They're already like, look, I got you, boy. I'm right there. Like my boy Casey, dog. I ain't never got to pick that fool up. This fool, that's why he's the producer of the show, dog. I mean, the, 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 you would never expect, dog. This little motherfucker over here with the little milkman outfit right here. He a fucking, he a dog, bro. He only 28 years old. 28, 29. 29. 29. He just had a birthday, dog, in January 1st. Yep. January yep. 1st is his birthday, dog. And this this little motherfucker right here, he's a dog, bro. I said, you know what, dog? Me and you are a lot alike, dog. But it's funny because there's different, there's people that are alike, dog, but they just come in different shapes and forms, you know what I mean? And, right. and, and this man right here has got the smallest torso in the fucking world, dog, but he is a fucking dog, homie. You know what I mean? Like, like this boy, he, he be trying to tell me sometimes, like, look, rah, 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 whoa, 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 get it together. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm just like, okay, okay, little man, I got you. You know? And, and, and that's, that's just the energy that we, that we put over here. We, 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 we don't let, like, bro, we ain't going to let you slack. We're going to call you out in your shit, dog. And if you can hang with all that, bro, then you can hang with this wolf pack right here. If you can hang with that shit, dog, then you need to fucking get on the sideline and catch that bus or do whatever you got to do for yourself, dog, and find your own path, dog. But if you can ride with us right here and the way we riding, bro, which is sometimes we, you know, there's some some people, when, they, when there's speed bumps in the street, some people slow down. I don't want to fuck up my suspension, but not us right here, dog. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but, but it's probably because we're driving a truck, though, right? You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, metaphorically speaking, right? You know? Um, but that's just the way we move right here. And that's the way we, that's the energy we produce right here, dog. You know what I mean? It's dogs. You know what I mean? We got to just keep it cracking. Um, yeah, I, I followed you before you, I even knew you, know, you did the podcast. I, I seen you talking to the uh the junior high school kids. Yeah, they look yeah. like Occidental College, but I ain't sure. No, it's a uh, it's it's uh, Los Angeles uh, uh, College Prep Academy off of Monterey Road, bro. It's a, actually a, a, a it's a private school. It's a not it's a independent school, but it's open to the public, and the kids can go there for free. So yeah, I mean, you guys feel free to do that. They're trying to get uh, enrollment up, but um, you know, bro, that was something amazing, bro, because I always dreamed of getting to a point in my life and being able to share a success story, dog. That was a dream of mine. I right. said, you know what? Even when I was doing I said, who knows? Maybe one day I can turn my life around and one day I can talk to high schools. I can do this. I can do that. And, 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 and I did it, dog. And it was the most amazing feeling 
ever in my fucking life, dog. I mean, the reward is far beyond any dollar amount that you can ever put on something, bro. Yeah, well, I'm 64, and that shit still motivates me, what you do. Well, you know what we need to get you to do, bro, is we need to get you out there to the schools, brother. Yeah. Uh, would you be down for that? Oh, yeah. I have to practice my speaking skills a little bit. It's all good. I mean, everybody speaks differently. Yeah. You know, some people tell, tell uh, th there's different approaches, you know, and I, I, can, I, I can already hear you just talking right now. I can already hear you through that fucking, that high school intercom system or whatever you want to call it, amplifying through the fucking crowd of kids in a very methodical, calm way of my journey, your journey, and, you know, what you shouldn't do. And, and you want to give the kids advice while you're telling your story. I'm you know? glad, glad to do it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll get you on that, bro. So let's get to the point of 90, 1995, how you end up with uh, fighting life, bro. So can we get to that? Yeah. Um, I was running around with boy on the street. and uh, We were doing coke and heroin, speedballs. All the time. How does that make you feel, dog? Why do they why do why do they call them speedballs, and why, and why do would they mix those two substances together that don't align with each other? Because heroin heroin's a downer, coke's an upper, and it, it, like when you do heroin by itself, you'd be nodding out. When you're doing both together, you're up. You know, you, it's more of a. Um, is it like a crossfade? Yeah, it's a crossfade. It's a crossfade. I mean, but so it's like, I want I love the I love the feel of heroin. But I don't want to be nodded out. I want to be up. So I, I've never done it. I've never done a speedball, but I've heard about them all my life. I heard about dudes saying, man, I do a, I do a speedball and my dick goes fucking shoots out to the sky and I fuck the shit out of my lady and whoop de whoop whoop this and that. We ain't trying to glorify that shit, but I'm just saying the stories that I've been told. Um, why would you just like, how would it make you feel? I mean, does it depend on the amount of heroin you put in and the amount of coke you put in there? Uh, man, it's hard to explain. Wait, you know, it's hard to explain the feeling, but it's an expensive habit doing one or the other and then putting them together. Yeah. It's real expensive habit. It's real expensive. And, and, then, and then cocaine, bro, lasts only so long when you snort it. So when you slam it, it, it probably lasts. Well, it lasts longer. It lasts longer, but you still, like, you, like I smoked crack before, and you, I gotta, when you start smoking crack, you got to keep on having crack rocks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the high isn't very long, so... I can see how that can potentially be expensive. I've been there too, did that too. Yeah. But uh, me and boy would just look at each other when the drugs are gone and let's like, do this shit. Let's go rob a bar, you know? So that would got to be our thing, robbing bars. Why bars? I don't know. Just what <laughs> I mean, we started doing. Some people do fucking uh, liquor stores. Some people do different things. I mean, bars is... It's kind of crazy, bro, because if you think about it, if you run into a bar to do a robbery, there's a lot more witnesses. And there's a lot more, like, that's a, that's a different level of, of criminal activity. It's easy to go into a liquor store, and you got a fucking someone at the counter, possibly someone in the back, bro, bop, 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 conduct your armed robbery, get the fuck out. But when you go to a bar, bro, you could potentially have a crowd of different people, and you got to have... You got this, your peripherals got to be a whole lot wider, bro. Oh yeah, and we would be in there like three minutes. So you had it down packed. Yeah, but uh, what, what was the approach, if you don't mind me asking? I would go in, shoot the gun. Oh, so you shoot the gun? Yeah, to get their attention. Him, get their attention, but uh, they tried to accuse me of some stuff I didn't do. 
Like robbing a bar? Yeah, right. Two of the bars I didn't do. <laughs> what well, happens, bro? You know what I mean? If you rob, if you rob one bar, well, let's throw the rest of the bars on this like dude. Song. It wasn't me. It yeah. wasn't me. Yeah. They, uh, they had me identified in court as a five foot seven Mexican with black hair. Which you're far from? Far from. Yes. They found me guilty. And they found you guilty found for me that. guilty, man. What? So I went to High Desert, and then <clears> the, the, the lawyer that did my appeals like, there's no match. There's nothing. I was bald headed, and I, I look like I do now, but I didn't have a goatee. Yeah. And uh, that, that stuff got overturned like about a year and a half into my my prison term. Okay, so you so you initially got sentenced to a hundred and what, what was it? Sixty seven. One hundred and sixty seven years for two armed robberies that you didn't do. Right. And a murder. Yeah, one robbery I did. Okay. And. Um, they overturned everything but one robbery, and I went back in front of the same judge. So that fool, that fool was mad to see you. So he ran everything bow-legged instead of concurrent. Yeah. And gave me 25 life, 15 years for robbery, uh, gun allegations, and all kinds of other shit. So it equaled up to 30, 34 to life, I believe. 34 to life. So let's talk about your initial sentence, which was 167 years of life. I mean... Leading up to, while fighting that case, did you, like, you're like, all right, well, I'm not a fucking five foot two Mexican dude. I got this. I got this beat. And then you don't get it beat. You get kind of get railroaded, right? Mm. They want to, you know I mean, when they want to get rid of somebody, they're going to get rid of somebody, bro. Yeah, you know I mean, and back then, bro, you probably considered a career criminal. I mean, you, you, you know, you're running things, you're doing this and that, bro. Um, and they, they, they want to get you off the streets, bro. You've been in YA, bro. I mean, you're one of the triple OGs, bro. They don't need out there no longer. So they get rid of you. Um, what, I mean, how did you feel when you're getting sentenced to 167 years of life? Well, I had had a hung jury first. Okay. And they found boy guilty because people identified him out of each bar. And uh, the only one I got convicted of was the one where somebody identified me. And uh, that's the one I did. And... Uh, once I got to 167 life, I thought I was gonna die in prison, you know? Yeah. I mean, how do you prepare yourself for that? Just gotta keep keep going, man. Not, not try to like stress out over it, even though you are, you know? You gotta find things to keep your mind occupied. So I would do art and stuff. I, I used to draw, that was my hustle. And uh, just gotta survive, man. If you let it get to you that bad, you know, you'll be one of the dudes that hangs herself and shit, you know what I mean? And so a lot of dudes, when, when I when I first put the post out for 167 years, I'm not gonna say a lot of dudes, but there was a couple dudes who were like, well, how did this dude get out? Because it doesn't make sense. All right, this dude got 167 years for two arm robberies and a, and a murder. I mean, obviously you got resentenced. Yeah, I got resentenced. You got resentenced. You said they ran it bow-legged, right. which puts you to- 34 to life. 34 to life, and so, here you come up to 26 years. I mean, let's talk about 26 years, bro. 26 years is no fucking walk in the park. No, I wasn't. You know, how do you, how do you, so you said you you survived from the, from drawing, you had hustles in there, you didn't try to stress about it. I mean, how do you do 26 years in prison straight, bro? I mean, stay on the main line, stay on GP. There's a lot of shit cracking off. I mean, how did, I mean, how, how did you navigate that? What was your thought process? I hung around with the good dudes, you know? The homies I hung around with and uh, stayed away from the mess, you know what I mean? Yeah. They thought they were about something, but they really weren't, you know what I mean? Because I used to see people snitching on each other and all that shit. And uh, 
I would just work out, do my little old man exercises and stuff. Not in the weights or nothing. And uh, just got to keep your mind occupied, you know? How long were you getting high in the in the system? Uh, I was clean 13 years before I got out. 13 years before you got out. Yeah. So so 13 years you were getting high in there. No, from the whole time. 13 years from before I got out, I cleaned up. I started going to NA. Okay, so, but you did 26 years. Mm-hmm. So you 13 years before you released right now. Right. Okay, so the first 13 years. I was using. You were using. Right. And how is it to be using in the system, bro? Uh, it's fun, man. Especially like in uh, level four, high desert, they, if you don't pay on time, they double you up. Like if you owe, if you owe me $50 and you don't pay me, it's going to be $100. And what if you don't pay the hundred dollars? You get whacked. Yeah. They don't fuck around in the high desert. Yeah. But if you can't pay the fifty, how are you gonna pay the hundred? <laughs> yeah. So I almost fucked up, man, and I got myself in a little mess. Yeah. My my celly got me out of it. And after that I learned my lesson. <coughs> yeah. I ain't gonna put myself in that position again. Absolutely. Some people don't learn that lesson. No, nah, they don't. So I would do my little drawings and stuff and people would get me high all the time. And uh I always had cellies that had hustle, you know, they tattooed and uh, they were way better artists than me, so they would do their hustle, I'd do my hustle, we'd get high and, you know what I mean? I always had good good cellies that had hustle. Yeah, you want to give a shout out to one of your cellies? Um, Whisper Florencia, what's up? Uh, rest in peace, Solo, Whittier. I mean, how is it, how is it, and I hate to bring this up, bro, but it's it's kind of like interesting, bro. So you you brought it up in the in the beginning, you know you're you're white, and and now you're in the system, you know I mean you had already been in the system, and so you already know what it is, bro. But being white and being in the run floor with the homies and shit, I mean, how is it? Do you did get did, would you get discriminated by the homies a little bit? Would they? No. Well, you accept who you are, you know what I mean. And you, I joke about it myself, you know what I mean. I don't go around saying like, you know, some guys like you're half Mexican, you look whiter than me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I tell them what I am. I'm Norwegian. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a Southerner. That's what I kick it with. Yeah. You know? uh, I've been that way since YA. Yeah. You know? Since they started that Southside thing. Since I started gangbanging. Uh, yeah. Just gotta be true to who you are, you know. Be true to who you are. Yeah. yeah. I try to say, hey, my 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 mom's uh, uncle's brother is Mexican, so that makes me fifteen percent Mexican. So, you know, hey, I'm browner than you, motherfucker. Yeah, I try to stay away from that wannabe shit. Like my cellie wanted to put Aztec art on me. I'm like, no hell no. Yeah. That'd be disrespectful to to that culture. Even though I got uh, Mexican girls, but all my girlfriends are mostly Mexican. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was my reason for. What's the difference between Mexican uh, females and and white females? Uh, they cook Mexican brides cook better. <laughs> <laughs> white brides are a lot of them are lazy. Sorry. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> you, you know what? For fucking uh, uh, my girl hates when I use the word broad, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way. I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. But I use the word broads, and my girl's like, "That's fucking worse than bitch." And I'm like, "No, it's not." You know, but anyway, she she's she trips on me about that, and sometimes I just rub it in a little. I said, "What's up with that broad? What's up, what's your girl's name? What's that broad's name?" And she'd be just like, 
I thought my ex was. You could say every word in the, in, the, in the dictionary, but once you say bitch, oh, man, claws come out, you know? Claws come out, as as they should. I mean, as they should, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we need to respect our women, you know what I mean? And and I, 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 I don't, I give my girl a hard time when I say broads because I know that she feels a certain way about it, but I do not mean it in no other way but just a female or hyena, you know what I mean? Or yeah. a beautiful woman, broad, you know what I mean? But anyways, yeah, I get it. And I, but I hear you saying it, so it kind of reminded me of that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so you in these twenty six years? I mean, did you have someone that was taking care of you through the twenty six years besides your hustle? At first, my dad, my grandmother, uh, they were taking care of me. And uh, my dad got lost his job, and my grandmother passed away, and I didn't have nobody. So that's when I started hustling in the art. So I supported myself good. You, know? you supported yourself good with yeah. art, so you shoot that shit with the art, huh? I was doing cards, like you know. Christmas cards. Trying to act all hard, drawing Tinkerbell and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Somebody I, out there listening has probably bought a card off me before. And then. Yeah. I mean, what does a card go for? $1.50? $8. Damn. I mean, these I, are... I, I hook them up, man. You come up? Yeah, I hook them up. Don't fuck around. Nah. The bonials and everything, too? Blacks were buying my cards. They were my main uh, clients. And so with a trip, let's talk about the system, bro. I mean, so you were in there, I mean, you've been in there since back in the day, but the, for these 26 years, uh, 95 till uh, you got, did you get released last year? I got released seven months ago. Seven months ago. Wow, bro. That's yeah. fucking, that's brand spanking new, bro. Yeah. I mean, like you were straight out the package, the yeah, prison I, package. I didn't go straight to the street. I had to go to that transitional house. Yeah. No, absolutely. Which, that's a blessing, no, absolutely, because it, it, it's, it's it, like the name of the fucking house, transition. Like yeah. we need transition. Back we need we, society. Exactly, dog. I mean, and so two questions, but um, let me ask this first because I want to get back to transitioning into society as a dude that is basically institutionalized. I mean, I would say you you kind of institutionalized yeah. your life. Um, you you were in the system through a lot of different changes in the system. You know, there's a lot of homies that use the N word now in the system. Sagging. Oh, you know, a lot of a lot of things have changed. I mean, how have you felt through the, those those different uh, milestones in the system? Seeing different things changes, different generations coming in. It just got worse and worse. It got worse and worse. Yeah, now they, they want to do those fifty fifty yards, send the homies to the uh, fifty fifty yards. They got to take off. You know, right when you get there. Some cats don't. Some dudes stay there. They stay there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a lot of dudes will grant a parole and try to send them to the 50-50 yard. Yeah, and that and that's why I asked you the question that I asked you. No disrespect. We don't got to talk about that, bro. But that was something that was brought up to me, and I was just like, you know I mean? Let me, you know, let me just uh, pass the wire. But anyways, um, and that's, that's interesting that they make it hard for some cats, lifers, to get out. Because they've they've stood strong the whole entire time of their their career as a criminal, right in the system, which is no joke uh, compared to no other uh, system. Let's be real about that, you know, because of the uh, the, the structure of it. Um, and now they want to say, hey, we're gonna let you out, but we're gonna send you over here, and they put them in a fucked up situation to to get out in from uh, from like you know, let's be a PC yard, and and these people are going back to the neighborhoods. I mean, like, how does that help them? I mean, how do you feel about that? It's fucked up. It's like a trap. It's, it's a like trap, a, huh? Yeah, it's a trap. You know, you, you do all these uh, 
they got a lot more re rehabilitation classes and all stuff you can go to like NA and uh, they got uh, L Top and all kinds of groups where you get your shit together before you get out and um, you go through all that and then they want to send you to a 50-50 right, where you got to take off right when you get there or you're going to be considered a PC. And and say you do take off and then you fuck up your, your possibility of getting paroled. Yeah, you fuck it up. So that's the trap. It's a trap. I mean, and now with the system, there's more there's more sensitive knee yards than there is main lines. Is that correct? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what do the counselors tell you? I mean, do you have conversations with the counselors about this? I mean, what, what I mean, what is the direction of the system turning? Is it is it flipped upside down now? Well, we're trying to make all the level twos fifty fifty yards, and um, the level threes are not. But I think they they might try to do it, but uh, yeah, it's a whole fucked up situation. Food's fucked up. And Let's talk about the food. Back in the day, they had Grand Slam Sunday. What's the Grand Slam? Do they uh, store Grand Slam? Away. They don't give you toast. They don't give you shit. What do they give you now? What, what is on a Sunday breakfast now? It was Grand Slam Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. They give you eggs, bacon. Sausage. Sausage. Uh, uh, hash browns. Yeah. Shit. Those are bomb. Now they'll give you like nasty ass uh, SOS. Yeah, SOS. And nothing. It's all just garbage. Yeah. It's all garbage. Especially at Folsom. Especially and at they Folsom. give you a sack lunch for a lunch. Yeah, and I I remember the sack lunches, dog. The sack lunches were coming, and they and we were like, they, there was a little tub of shit, and they used to call it cat food. Yeah, yeah, that ham or whatever. What the what the fuck <laughs> is that shit, dog? I don't know. I couldn't eat that shit. Yeah, that's just horrible. Yeah. And so the and so the the systems change in regards. So I mean, if you don't have money coming from the outside, or if you don't have a hustler, then then you're kind of like fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to depend on other homies, and then homies see you coming to the fucking cell door, and they're like, oh, what does this fool want now? You know what I mean? You know, I mean, how, how was the difference in regards to the, like, like let's talk about spreads. I love spreads, bro. I make them to this day, even though they kind of fuck up my stomach to this day, bro. You know what I mean? But, I mean, now they got manwiches. I mean, they've changed the art in cooking in prison. Yeah. Well, you, now you could buy the, uh, uh, all that shit at the store. But it's expensive, man. It's expensive now. How expensive, bro? It's like $5 for a pint of ice cream. Uh, they sell the Chilorios, like $8 and shit. One pack. And, uh, coffee's uh, $10 for a big jar. Uh, Folgers? Yeah, it's $8 for a little jar. So it's, it's shit's expensive, man. And so, like, say if you had a, a, a big jar of Folgers, would that last you a month? Me? No. How, do you, I, how do you drink coffee a few times a day? Yeah, about three times back then. Three times a day. Yeah. Do you still drink coffee out here? Yeah. Have you had Starbucks? Yeah. It's amazing? It's good, man. <laughs> too expensive, though. It's too expensive. Yeah. And speaking of uh, a cup of coffee being too expensive for the homie right here, you guys see the cash app right there? All money that gets sent to that cash app today during this podcast is going to get forwarded to the homie right here so he can afford Starbucks. So he doesn't have to say, no, nah, this is real shit, bro. This is real shit. I don't give a fuck, dog. And I don't mean no disrespect to you, dog. But the, you know what I mean? And, and I get it. As a as a grown man coming out, bro, sometimes you got to just like, you got to hold your shit in, bro. And you got to take it, dog. But we here to bless you, bro. Um, I'm here to bless you at least, dog. Some people may feel otherwise and say, well, this dude was busted for murder and robberies. How the fuck am I going to give money to him? He needs to still be back in there. I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, if you don't send money to me, could you please send money to Danny Borquez? There you go, Danny Borquez. We're going to put his information. He's fighting cancer. You know what I mean? We're going to put that uh, um, 
in the in the description after the podcast. You know what I mean? Which I donated to, dog. You know what I mean? Um, and I'll donate more too as well, dog. You know, it's been a little uh, funny week with money, but you know, we we have those weeks. Um, and so let's get to the transition, bro. You know, you're out in a transition house now. You know, and so what is your thought process in transitioning? Like, what do you, I mean, I had the homie right here, Jap from Sangra, and what he's doing now is he just got into barber school, dog. He's going to be a barber. He's like, lucky, I'm just going to be the oldest barber out there. And I said, bro, barbers make amazing money. That's a good fucking thing, dog. I mean, is there something that you that appeals to you that you can generate yourself some money that you would like to do? I'm having a hard time right now because of my medical condition. I can't lift heavy stuff because I have a hernia mesh implant. And uh, as you know, I can't be in the sun or nothing, so I can't work outside. So I put in for, because uh, of my age, I put in for disability, but I haven't got it yet. So I'm just trying to save every penny I could save. That's why I I uh, signed up for another six months at that place. My time was already up. Your time is up. Was already up, but yeah. I... I uh, they call it rolled over, but I reapplied for another six months because your contract lasts a year. So do you do you have somewhere to go after the six months are up? They help you with housing. Yeah? yeah. But do you have someone to say, hey, uh, Peps, we got you, bro? Not as far as going to live with or nothing. Okay. I want to have my own place. You want to have your own place? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm saving for that, and I'm trying to save for a car, trying to get my license. Okay. I well. Feel- well, if if you don't, and I'll just put this on out, out right now, dog. If if you need somewhere help to stay, maybe I can help you out with that, bro. All right, thank you. Appreciate yeah, dog, it. absolutely. And that's on me, dog. I mean, you guys heard it right on the podcast, dog. You know, um, I, I I I think I I can potentially help you out with something like that, dog. Well, I you know appreciate I mean? And I would and I would like to, dog. You know, what I mean, because I know the struggles, dog, of trying to. Just trying to readapt to society, bro. Like you are so far out the loop, dog. You know, you you came in, you came back into a new world, bro. I've seen those younger guys in there that got their shit together in that place, and now that they're out there working and doing good. Mike Chops, what's up? Yeah, and he's doing good. I just talked to him, and uh, they all got jobs from in there. You know, you did. You talked to who? Mike Chops from Puente. Okay, and. Uh, He's out there working. He sent me pictures. He's at work and stuff. He's doing good. But due to your medical condition, you're limited in the things that you can do. Yeah, because all my life I've been doing physical uh, heavy labor and stuff, like lifting and stuff. So it's kind of hard for me to find something. Yeah. I got a good chance at a job with my uh, niece when I get out, but I can't do it now because it's a, a graveyard shift. Yeah. And they won't let you out to work a graveyard shift. So I, I got I got a few things. And the graveyard shift would probably potentially be good because you're not out in the sun. It's during the nighttime. Yeah. You know, you you know, you're officially a vampire, registered <laughs> vampire. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, let's, you mind uh, taking some uh, phone calls? All right, go ahead. Let's let's do some phone calls, guys. You guys want to call in? And if you got any uh, job leads, if you have any questions in regards to uh, uh, Pep's journey, um, let's uh, feel free to call in, ask, uh, be transparent, be respectful. You know, and uh, let's do it like this. No Steeler haters, please. <laughs> no Steeler haters. Steelers is my team too, bro. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, there we go like that. Bam. And so here we are. Um, yeah, phone lines are open, guys. Anyone want to call in, feel free to do so. Um, you know, life after 
that long of a sentence, prison, bro. Um, you got to reinvent yourself. Yeah, well, being high, using drugs was, was my main uh, downfall. Downfall. Detriment, so, yeah. Since I've been clean, my whole mindset's different, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, Let's go like this, dog. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo. Turn the volume down in the background, my G. Yo, what up, man? What up, G? What's up? What's up with it? Hey, you know the crazy story is Peps was actually my family for about two years. What's up, Peps? Who's that? It is, it is Cat. <laughs> Capone. Oh, what shit. up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm out here in Arizona, man. Arizona? Yeah. Chasing tumbleweeds? Yep, pretty much. Fucking chasing hair. <laughs> cutting hair out here, man. Is that right? Well... <clears throat> I ain't got no I'm gonna hair. have to tap in. I'm gonna have to tap in with you for sure, though, so I could I could look out and shit. But yeah, you were my dad. That was my family right How was Pep's <laughs> as a celly, bro? <laughs> bro, Pep's is OG, man. Everybody loves Pep's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and it's crazy because you were talking about the coffee right now, man. That's all he had was his bag with coffee. <laughs> that's all he had was coffee. <laughs> nah, he didn't have man. no sopitas, no nothing. I had hustle, Capone. Yeah, I had hustle. Like, we we. <laughs> We mean we wouldn't sat in the commissary regardless, but but um, I mean, Peps was just his coffee and drawing, bro. He was inside drawing because like it was cancer on the skin. But yeah, man, <laughs> that's how, crazy. Ironwood, bro. I mean, how did how did uh, how were the the younger homies with Peps? I mean, did they respect him? Did they love him? What kind of impact did he have on on the, on the yard, uh, the fellas around him? Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Everybody loved and respected him. That's all it is in there, I man. You just, you just, you just, you just, just a grown ass man, you know. Like even your enemies are, you know, you gotta have their back. That's all it is. It's, it's different, but I mean, that's 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 in there. Though out here is another story, but but yeah, man, Pep's is a good man. Everybody, everybody, like show that man some love. I know I'm gonna show him some love. That was the homie. That's the homie. Thank you, man. I was with him. With, I was with him with Pee Wee. <laughs> we just talking about Pee Wee earlier. Yeah. He's still in jail. He's still busted. That's crazy, fucking. I'm glad you're out though, bro. Shit. Thank you, man. What part Good of Arizona? Shit, what part of Arizona are you I'm, at? I'm over here, like in Phoenix. I've been out here just working, became a barber, and just cutting hair, man. Oh, that's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, hell yeah, man. You you, t- you you talk to your daughters and everybody out here, out there? Uh, I haven't talked to my daughter in a while. I talked to my granddaughters. I'm a great grandfather already, so. You haven't talked to Raquel. Uh, Nah, well, yeah, I talked to her at her, uh, the memorial for her mom, and uh, she's doing good. That's right. Hell yeah, man. I think I have your Instagram that I've seen right now uh, when I look at the Hoodstocks, so I'm going to tap in with you, Pebs. All right, I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. For sure, bro. Anthony, right. um, Anthony Wrongly. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, straight OG. Yeah, now yeah. we just need now we just need a boy to get the fuck out. Boy, boy's got a good chance to get out. I know, man. Hell yeah, yeah. it's looking good for him. I know. Hey, well, Lux, I appreciate you throwing me on here, man. Um, I was just calling to say what's up. I needed to tap in because that was my family for like three years in Ironwood, like in like '06 through like I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. Appreciate yeah. you, dog. Keep doing good, dog. Keep cutting that hair, baby. Take care, bro. Hell yeah, always, bro. All right, All right bro. you too, brother. I'm going to tap in with you. Hit All me, right, bro. Hit me up. All right, late. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's crazy. You're going to call, don't call no caller ID, bro. Don't be like that, dog. I mean, call with your real number. Um, we, we had someone calling from uh, North Carolina, and I'll go ahead and call back. Uh, we missed your call during this. Um, but, yeah, bro, um, life, you come out here now, bro, and it's just a different world. I mean, how do you feel about it? Ah, oh, man. It's a technology, everything. Technology, that phone, man, I wanted to throw it against the wall so much. Cause I, I use the phone and the pen, you know, but I would let, if, I, I won't fuck with your phone. I'll let you do it. It's too much money if you fuck it up. Yeah, just you know? you dial the number. Yeah, dial this number for so me. So they would dial the number or whatever. And then when I got out, man, it was, I know how to use it now, but it took me like six months. <laughs> the laptop, man, oh my God. Then like a lot of shit drips me out, like all the homeless people and shit. Crazy yeah. motherfuckers walking down the street, man. We're walking the, downtown by the, uh, the alleys, Santi alleys. Yeah. And some dude was taking a shit in the gutter in the, on Main Street. Yeah. yeah. I see shit like that, man. It's fucking crazy. The homelessness is a uh, is a real crisis in uh, in L.A. and Southern California, California, probably. Period. Um, I work in uh, I work in downtown L.A. every day, dog. It's my stomping grounds all over downtown L.A. Cause I work in the uh, uh, regional connector. I work. For, I'm a uh, union electrician, bro. Um, I put myself through five years of school. I'm able to take the state test. Uh, the, 22nd of this month um i've been studying for that a lot because uh that's for all the marbles and shit um but i work in downtown la bro and um ah uh, man we we see dudes walking around with their dick hanging out um we, <laughs> we see broads with naked um uh like probably like once a week we pass by a dude and he's jacking off like it's just it's a real it's a real thing dog let's get this next phone call you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, what up, Luck? What up, too? What up, yeah, so I got a question for homie, Peps. What's up? So, um, for all the lifers, you know, um, if when they're um, going parole board, do you have any suggestions how they could like prepare themselves? Just be honest. Uh, when you go in there, just be honest, man. I admitted to things that I, I didn't even, that I thought they didn't know. But uh, I, I put it out there before they could put it out there, you know? So you just gotta be honest with them and uh, uh, like go to NA, go to them classes and all that shit. And uh, just try to walk a straight line because you get caught with a phone and shit. They treat a phone like you shank somebody or something. So, uh, are you there? For sure. And he, uh... Can you elaborate on the, like the new laws, like for all the lifers that that helped them? Well, the the law that helped me was when they changed changed the age, where you were over fifty five, I think it was. So that's what helped me. But uh, I I I had been fucking up because of my age and shit, so I wasn't getting in no fights or I wasn't getting hired and get get caught with no phone or nothing. So I got I got paroled on my first board hearing, and. Uh, Look them in the eye, man. Look them in the eye when you go in there. And I don't know if they're still doing it on the computer or face-to-face -face now, but uh, look them in the eye. Be truthful about everything. Even if it makes you bad because you can't make yourself look no worse in their eyes, you know? Like, uh, for sure, for sure. There's dudes in there that got caught for whacking somebody and they'll go in there and say they didn't do it and that fucks them up right there. So just be honest with what you did. They ain't going to judge you. You're already, you're already judged. Hey, thank you for calling, my G. I'm going to move on to the next caller, dog. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, appreciate
You're on Hood Talks. Talk to us. Yo, Hood Talks. What up, baby? What up? What up, G? Talking to you. Uh, calling you from Charlotte, North Carolina, man. Just cleaning out the pool in the backyard again. The seventy degree weather out here, baby. That's good weather, dog. Man, it's hot out here too. You're getting, hey. a, you're getting a suntan when you got a bikini on. <laughs> oh, bro, you you already know, homie. Sexy motherfucker. Stop it. Hey, man, just wanted to let you know, homie, that uh, I appreciate you, Peps, man. Uh, you know, representing the surf movement. You know, it's not a color thing; it's a movement. You know, that's right. So I appreciate that, homie. All right, thank you, man. So stay up, stay up, dog, and uh. Hey, Rams tomorrow, homie, 2022. Yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon. I ain't going to lie, dog. It's all about L.A., homies. I'm a Steelers fan. Hey, that's all it is, man. You know, it's for my people out there, yo. That's Take right. it easy, dog. You too, man. Good talking. Yeah, all absolutely. Right. North Carolina for you right there. Peps, so let's talk about this. The, the, the caller previous to the North Carolina homie that just called right now. So here you are, 26 years down. And now you have a board hearing for possible parole. Okay, you talked a little bit about that, but how did you how did you um, prepare to go into that board hearing, knowing that it was basically life or death situation? Right? Does that yeah, sound right? It is, it is. It's a life or death situation. Like this is for all the fucking marbles. This is for freedom. This is for fucking see your family. This is for fucking everything, bro. This is to get out this motherfucking cage that you're in, bro. You know, how how did you go about that? What was your... Well, first of all, when I sobered, when I turned, made myself clean and sober, I started going to NA, and uh, that was before parole was even in, the, in my vision, you know? What and made I, you do that, though, bro? I just got tired of it, man. You got tired of getting high in there? Yeah. Too many problems? Well, I got strung out on... Uh, on um, the morphine pills that they used to sell in there. They used to sell the morphine, and uh, my cellie knew how to slam them. So for two years, every day, we were doing that, and I got strung out on that shit. And then, uh, all of a sudden, they told him he was going home in the morning on that three strikes because he only had a credit card fraud. So once he left, I said, man, I ain't going to go through this shit no more. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's, not, it's not as much as heroin, but it's still money, you know? So yeah. I just quit cold turkey and went through it, and... Uh, I never relapsed or nothing. So how is it to get sober in prison, bro? I mean, I know how it was for me to be stay sober out here. I had to disconnect from all the people that were getting high. But when you're in a fucking prison setting, bro, did you have to do the same thing? Like start fucking with a different crowd of homies? Uh, I actually had a, a couple of Christian cellies because I didn't want the bullshit in the house, you know? Yeah. And uh, that kind of worked in my favor because they would like, uh, support me, you know, like uh, I forgot the word for it, but uh, uh, just being around them, you know, but not the fake Christians, you know. I mean, the real ones. Let's let's get this phone call real quick, and we'll get uh, back to that because I, I want to make sure that everyone gets their phone call in. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, Luck, what's up? What's up, Doug? Big Snaps from Little Hill. What up, Snaps? What's up, so what's up, K Nut? Oh shit, K9 know you, huh? That's my boy right there. That's right. Snaps, snaps little he, 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 he knows what's good, man. Yeah. That's just, a real solid homie. I just live wicked in Folsom. Oh, is that right? That's my homie right yeah, there. Yeah, I used to do drawings yeah, for him. Right. Hey, Pep, congratulations for getting on. out, Big G. Huh? I said congratulations, Pep, for getting uh, out, Big G. Thank you, homie. You know? Thank you. Hey, you know, 
Yeah, fucking up. No. I've done a little bit of time. Tina did a little bit of time. We all done time, you know? Yeah. Nothing like, like you, you see? But uh, yeah. it's just, I've been out here five years now. And uh, just got to stay focused. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's all what you got to do. You got to uh, be positive, man. Hang, uh, yeah. Just surround yourself with positive people. Like you're that's doing all right you now. Gotta do. Yeah, like I'm doing now. Hey, because, hey, but some of those positive people, G, you already know how it is. The positive one minute, you get behind closed doors. Oh, here, take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that. Nah, I'm good, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm not here, baby. Well, most of the ones, I, the ones I run with, they're all, they've been clean for years and years. That's good shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good shit. So you're around. Hopefully, you know, get on the right path and get something going, you know? Yeah. A lot of people look out, you know? A lot of people, you don't think they'll look out until they do, you know what I mean? Right. A lot of people are rooting you know for you, up. too, though. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, out here, it's a whole nother ball game, you know? Yeah, well, once you start doing good, like, good things start happening for you, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's the word right there, well spoken. Yeah. But, uh, hey, I just tapped in just to say what's up, say what's up to the homie, and uh, let you guys know I've been trying to turn on more food to this podcast, you know? Thank you, brother. Yeah, no problem. All right, thanks, but You guys man. keep doing it. Thank you, yeah, brother. Yeah, you guys keep doing it. Take keep it doing easy. Thing. Take care, though. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, all right, K-Night. Uh, <laughs> K-Night said, all right. Yeah, all right. Much love, G. All right. All right, you guys have a good. Yeah, so you know, to this day, bro, I got we, you know, we got homies from our hood that are you know still getting high, fucking around, dog, and I, I can't be around them, dog. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I keep them away, dog. I mean, it, it, anybody that fucks with me, dog, is gonna be on a family level, dog. Like I can take them around my kids, type of shit, dog. You know, um, because once you're an addict, dog, you're an addict for life, bro. Like, it's, it, you can easily fucking slip up and get back to those old ways because they're so easy to. Oh, yeah. You know, so the way to get around that is to stay away from those situations, you know? Yeah. Stay away from those situations that can possibly slip you up, put you back to your old ways, you know what I mean? When you're free, you know? I mean, does, does, uh, does the halfway house or... Your pro officer know that you're gonna do a podcast. Uh, the halfway house did, but my pro officer didn't know. Yeah, for sure. Ain't, ain't nothing they could say. You know? yeah. I ain't doing nothing bad. Yeah. Well, this is a, talk about how I used to be. You know? Yeah. I'm not that person no more. I mean, I, I like to look at this podcast as being uh, therapeutic. Yeah. You know, and helping others, bro. So with you being on this podcast, bro, it's helping others, bro. You know. Um, to you know, learn. Well, if I could change, anybody could change, dog. You know what I mean? I never thought I'd be in this position right now, sober for so long, because I never, I tried and I never, never stuck with it, you know. Yeah. But after 13 years, I ain't going, I ain't going back, because I know where, I, where I would lead me. I mean, you, I mean, you know where you've come from, and now you know where you're going. I mean, that's a part of uh, having a plan of the journey. I mean. So you go into the, uh, you're getting back to what we were talking about. You're going into your uh, parole hearing, uh, your board hearing, and you know it's life or death. You know, you either get granted parole or, you know, you're stuck in that fucking cage for another X amount of years. I mean, uh, how did you prepare to go into that? I just studied my, my uh, I, you got to do a, a a plan, what you're going to do when you get out, and, you gotta write about your past, and they wanna know everything. But they already know everything. 
So how did that happen? Can you can you kind of kind of like set the stage and let us know how that happened? Like you walk into this room with these people that have the power to give you your freedom back. You know, it's obviously intimidating, correct? Right. I had two women actually. Okay. And uh, it was over the computer because of the COVID. Oh, so it was damn. That's even different, bro. You know what I mean, that's even that's that's even a harder read. Let's be honest. Let's 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 psychoanalyze this. If this is the right word, that's even harder for someone that's gonna possibly grant you pro. Can let me get one of those doggy over here, baby. Um, that's even harder to for the person that's gonna possibly grant you parole, bro. Like that's probably harder to get granted parole when you're dealing when you have a person on the, on, on through a, a, a what would you call that a Zoom or something? Yeah, yeah. You know a Zoom, right? You know that they're just like they really gotta have like like it's easier to read somebody in person opposed to through a fucking camera and shit. Right. So you had you were just like. Hands down, like, let this man out. I mean, how did that happen, bro? Well, I was just honest with them. Like I said, I was talking about stuff that they didn't know that happened. You know, like, I got in a cell fight a couple times. I told them. And uh, I told them when I quit using, what I was using. And uh, because I got caught for running the dorm and I got caught for what I used to do in the county jail, I didn't know if they knew, so I brought it up. Because they'll, they'll know something, but they won't tell you. They wait for you to bring it up. So if you just be honest with them, that's what they want. You know what I mean? So they, they say, uh, some cats say a lot of cats can't get out from a solid a GP yard like yourself without getting, I mean, how come you weren't put through that situation through a 50-50 yard and other cats I haven't been put through that? Uh, maybe because of my age, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and so, I mean, what, 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 uh, I mean, is the, some people may beg to differ. Has Gavin Newsom been instrumental in getting individuals like yourself out of from doing life? This being the fact that he's governor, and he he signs that. Yeah, he has to okay it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so he okayed for you to get out. Yeah. So if you if you seen Gavin Newsom in person, what would you do? Uh, I'd tell him thank you. Yeah. You know? And uh, I hope I'm an example. People that can do good once they get out. And uh, I would explain to them my journey since I've been out. You know, everybody needs a chance. I mean, there's, I mean, decisions that we make, I mean, the decisions that individuals make in their past, I mean, I mean, when there's certain crimes involved, you know, it's, it, I guess it just depends. I mean, I have I don't have the right words for what I want to say right now, but some people would say that no, if this dude committed this, that, and this, he shouldn't be out here. Uh, it depends how you show that if you could change your life, you know what I mean. Like, there's people that are never gonna get out, man. Like Saran Saran or the, the Manson lit girl that just uh, got denied all the times, but uh, their crime was so heinous that they're probably never gonna get out. No matter what you do in there, but dudes like us, they see they see the change when you go to the board. You know, you can't lie to them, man. They see it a hundred times every day. You know, so you just, just gotta prove yourself. Go to, go to all you. If you're trying to get out, you just gotta go to all the rehabilitation things they offer you. You know, because they didn't used to have that before. And uh, like they they're closing down prisons and shit. They're trying to cut down the population. 
you know. But uh, if you're still in there fucking up, getting caught up in the mix, and you ain't never gonna get out. You know. Yeah. My age had a little bit to do with it. You know what I mean? They don't. They ain't gonna ask you to go whack somebody unless you're fucking up. Unless you owe a favor or something, you know. So uh, all the youngsters just gotta stick with it. If you want to hit the streets, you know, change your life and quit fucking with them drugs. And quit, quit being a fool. I'm not saying like be no punk or nothing. You gotta handle your business sometimes, but just do what you gotta do to get out, man. The streets are a lot better than being in there, bro. You know what I mean? Especially if you're old like my age, you don't want to die in that motherfucker. And you see how the prisons are getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, how many, what, d- during your 26 years of being down, I mean, have you witnessed uh, lifers dying in there? Oh, yeah. I've, some have died, but it's mostly ODing. ODing. Because of the... Um, fentanyl? Fentanyl, yeah. And, that's, and the fentanyl's getting in the prison system too, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they had like... Uh, Ten guys, like in a six-month uh, span of time, they died in uh, Folsom. So, yeah. And that's from bad dope coming into the system. Yeah, it's from fentanyl. They think they could do what they always used to do, but it's more pure. It's more pure. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the fentanyl. It only takes like a speck. If you do too much, you're dead. So the only times that I've ever done... Uh, well, not the only times, but the only times that I ever felt like uh, the setting was right for fucking Carga was in the system, dog. I mean, like, I, I've been strung out in the system, not from slamming, but from just fucking, from pouring that shit in my nose, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I've been strung out by that. But um, it's just, uh, I mean, what would you like to do? I mean, what what is your purpose from here on out? I mean, obviously your purpose is to get your life back together, but do you feel a need uh, to give back from possibly what you have taken in life? Well, yeah, but um, I would like to do some things like you do. And uh, I don't know, I love animals, right? How do you love animals? I just love animals more than people. I ain't one of the dudes that just said, you know what I mean? I just like animals. Have you had like have you had dogs in the past or I've cats? Had dogs, I've had raccoons, I've had skunks, I've had possums, I had everything, bro. How do you have all those animals, bro? How do you have a skunk, bro? It's gonna stick <laughs> I up. I caught it when I was a baby at my dad's when I lived in Norco. I let him go then I caught a possum, my homeboys were trying to kill it and I caught it. I was drunk. So I let it go the next day, but I didn't really keep it. But like I'd like to go to a, one of those animal refuges and work there. Well, that's how I knew when I was going to get out. When I went to the board, I told them that, you know. I go, I know you, you're supposed to go help humans and stuff, but I'd rather go out and help animals. And the, the parole board lady was a dog lover. Oh. She started, oh, my dog. She just went on and on about that. Coincidentally. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit, I got this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going on. We talked about dogs for about 15 minutes. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. I mean, what what makes you and I mean, I get it. It's, I mean, people connect with different things, you know. Like there are obese people right now that is connected with a cheeseburger, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, like we connect. I'm just, I'm not trying to fat shame anybody, but I'm just saying in regards, people connect with different things. You connect with animals. Yeah. I mean, is it because you're an animal yourself? 
<laughs> I mean, are you been living amongst animals? Nah, just since <laughs> I was a little kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just, to... I'm, I'm fucking with you, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, uh, um, that and that's that would probably be something good, bro. I mean, you can work in a, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, dog pounds, no, bro. No kill shelters. Yeah, bro, you know. You can be the next uh, uh, dog whisperer, dog, <laughs> dog. <laughs> uh, but that's you know, bro. Let's let's take a let's take a quick break. I know Casey has some uh, questions for you, maybe Casey, producer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a quick break, and we're gonna be right back. I gotta take a leak. We'll be back. Everybody, uh, feel free to donate, um, and it's gonna all go to the homie. Let's take a quick break, everybody. Tired of the living, I'm 
tired of the sin. I wanna be dead dog better than these meds. Got my girl gagged. Keep back this super gonna throw you through the glass. Broken windows, limo tennis nipple. She crazy, we crazy. Another meth baby. I need to sober up. I'm tripping, she waking. I think I need some sleep. I'm losing my mind. Catch me while I leap. I've been a bad night. Yeah, the devil's prayed to me. And I hope going get his way. He kept me work, boy. Yeah, the devil said to me. And I can't wait to meet you one day. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you one day. So, so far we have $310 that have been donated to the homie Peps. I appreciate you guys, man. That's love right there. That's love. And we're going we're gonna to cash the homie out, doggy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Much love, much respect. Shout out to everybody that has donated. Um, that's amazing. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, Peps is taking a leak right now, so we're going to be right back. But thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to keep it moving, baby. We, uh, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe right now. If you're new to this podcast, subscribe. Uh, let a friend know. Um, we are the voice of the streets. You know what I mean? We give the streets a platform. And, um, you know, we, we try to, like, you know, even if someone has had a rough past like myself, um, it's never too late to change your life around and this is what we do right here. We promote positivity. Yeah, we share these stories and shit. You know what I mean? And some stories aren't very fucking pretty. You know what I mean? But we share these stories uh, to be transparent and uh, show some of the youngsters of what not to do. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, we're staying in the box here this year, baby. You know what I mean? And we're going to keep on raising the fellas up and keep on doing what we're doing right here. This is the gospel, baby. Let's go. We are the gospel. It's the Highland Park gospel, my G. Blessings. Power. Respect. Respect. Tell you this for the last time. Enough with the drama. I ain't playing these games. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Enough with the drama. I ain't playing these games. You hate me when I'm up, you love me when I'm down Stupid motherfucker, turn that frown upside down Clowns, high off that dope I was clowning, I was high off that dope I made a fool of myself, I was high off that dope Gang bang, blood sport, Wu-Tang I love whores, dumb, burned out Crazy fool, I'm banged out Hanging out with these fools One plus one equals two fools in a cell with no mail No talent is the policy no bail, don't bother me. They caught me your drugs. Comes with a college full of thugs. Time to graduate. Time to elevate. Let's go. You know. I play these games. Oh, gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Yeah. Gotta pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Let's go. Push socks, baby. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Pick your soul up. Gotta pick your soul up. I ain't playing these games. The highs and lows Jennifer Jackson, I'll see you. 
I'm a wilted rose, only the gardener knows. Water me, talk to me, fingernails bleeding lottery. She lied to me, she cried to me. Point clearly taken, what's popping, girl, what's shaking. Without love, there's no patience. Sit in a concrete cell, my soul vacant. You in a hood trap, working off your bad back. Homie, love is a true fact. Blood on the menu, don't mean to offend you. Take it how you want it, taste it, it's vomit. Shit is foul. Don't mean to offend you. <laughs> Not the greatest music, not the best music, but it's my music, you know what I mean? And and the only reason I play my music is because we don't get hit with copyrights and shit, you know what I mean? Am I trying to be the next fucking uh, uh, rap star, Chicano rap star, hip-hop star? No, I'm not, you know what I mean? I just play this uh, uh, within the breaks, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I don't mean to fucking torture you guys with some of this music, you know what I mean? But it is what it is, baby, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I wish we could play just fucking just like some old school Snoop Dogg, doggy style shit. Some, uh, I mean, just some shit, dog, that just like take it back and make you want to dance and groove and shit, dog. But bam, when I play that shit, I get hit with the copyrights and it fucks up the monetization, you know what I mean? And and as I as I go, I'm I'm learning uh, the game, the YouTube game, the podcast game, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, all right, every time I do that, I mean, it's just going to fuck the money up and we got to keep the lights on and, and we got the new studio, you know what I mean? So you know what it is. Um, Peps, Casey, do you have anything you want to ask Peps? What? The people want to know how you got the name Peps. I was just a nickname from when I was a kid. It stuck with me. And uh, is I, that? Go I, ahead. I don't want to be called Weddle or Casper or Blanco or none of that shit because there's like thousands and thousands of them. So uh, it's just a nickname that stuck from when I was a kid. I mean, where does Peps come from? Uh, Manny, Mo, and Jack. No, it's not Pep Boys. Um, it's energy. You had a lot of energy when I was a little kid. Yeah. Oh, Peps. Ride your bike all over the neighborhood. Pep yeah, in the step. Right. Pep in so the it's step. Pep. It's not Peps, really, but everybody says Pep. Pep, yeah. yeah. Pep, that's an OG name. I mean, you don't meet too many dudes. I've never met not one of the dudes named Pep. I met like three. Have you? Yeah, okay. That's an OG yeah. name. There's a Peps from Dogtown who used to run Highland Park. Is that right? Yeah. Did he get the name from you, or did we just... No, it's just, I just... I was going to charge him copyright fees, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, you know? Absolutely, bro. So, uh, Pep, I mean, it's been dope having you here, bro. Thank you. Thank you for blessing the platform. We're right here in uh, two hours and one minute. I think we have done this justice. You know, um, I'd like to have you back in the future as you move forward. I'd be glad to come back. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, the the first thing that when you let let me let's ask some of the simple questions. You know what I mean. What was the first thing you wanted to eat when you got out? When you got out of twenty six years. I, just, uh, I wasn't even tell you the truth. I wasn't even thinking about what I wanted to eat. I just wanted to get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I told you that they didn't come pick me up, so I, my brother put me up in a motel for for three days, and uh, I had my little vending uh, my card, and uh, I bought. Uh, there's a little Mexican restaurant that that you use the card, and I can go there and uh, I have my noodle and a uh, burrito. Yeah. And after that, I started going to Carl's and shit. But I wasn't really particular about what I ate. Have you gone to the beach and put your feet on the sand? Not yet. Oh. Have you gone to the park and put your feet on the grass? I've been in the park. Did you put your feet on the grass? Oh, I, I went to Redondo Beach Pier, but that's not really like on the beach. They but took us on a trip from. Uh, do you understand what I'm asking you? Have you connected with the earth with your feet? I mean, the real connection. Casey, 
I mean, have you? Ever, I mean, the real connection with Earth, freedom. I believe, and this is just me. It's putting your either your feet on the beach sand, or going to the park where there's beautiful grass, taking your shoes off and putting your feet on the grass because. Uh. Because in the, in the in the penitentiary, bro. You, I mean, you, you know, what I mean, we got these policies, baby. You know what I mean? You know, you you know, you 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 carry your shower shoes with you to the shower. Yeah. When you go to the yard, your boots, or your tennis shoes are laced up. I mean, the ultimate feeling of freedom is when you can put your feet on the sand or the grass and walk freely. I haven't took my shoes off and walked, but I've been to the park. Okay. I know what you're saying, but I haven't done that. It feels good, though. It feels good. I'll try it. Do it. What, what, what religious beliefs? Do you have any religious beliefs? Uh, I I take a little bit out of everything. You know what I mean. I take Christian, Buddhism. You know, I take a few things from everything. You know what I mean, I had Christian cellies, but I wasn't Christian. But I, I I like. I would listen to them. They would try to preach to you and stuff. I got different beliefs. I got a weird. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, after so many years, I mean, do you ever say prayers? Yeah, oh, yeah, I pray. When you pray, you're just praying to the Lord, the Creator, and whoever that might be. I say God, but yeah, whoever it is up there, you know, dear gotta Lord, be somebody. Dear Lord in heaven. I'll say heaven. I just say dear Lord. You know, and uh, if I tell somebody I'm gonna pray for him, I really do. You know, I don't just say it like most people. Just say like I'll pay for you, but they ain't really gonna like you know. Like uh, my my girlfriend's uh, son caught a uh, COVID, so I said a little prayer for her, you know, for him to get better and you know, stuff like that. But going to church and stuff, I'm not really uh, a church goer. And that just be and, and would that potentially be from just the. Uh kind of like uh it's kind of frowned upon in the system with amongst the homies and because you got certain christians that aren't really christians because when the when the homies come back from visit or whatever it might be i don't know how it happens you know what i mean but i'm just saying you know uh you got these christian certain christians that put the bible to the side dog and it's time to pick something else up you know, oh, I mean? yeah, yeah. You know i mean because it's kind of like uh christians have a bad rap right well some are be christians so they don't get caught up in the mix and you don't have to be asked to do something yeah I'm a Christian, but like someone really with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the Sully I had, he's really with it. He's out now. He, he had a murder. He turned Christian in there. I, I went to the church in Folsom, watched his uh, testimony. You know what I mean? And he helped me out on, on my getting prepared for the board and stuff. I just talked to him uh, about a week ago. Yeah. He was my Sully for about a year and a half. He's out there doing good now. He's still with it, you know. He's still with the Christian. You know? But uh, my parents didn't raise us like that, you know. How they raise you? No church, no nothing. They never talked to us about religion. Hmm. And uh, it was crazy because right right before I got busted, I was like I hit, hit rock bottom and. Uh, they used to have a church right across the street from the Highland Theater. It would go upstairs above the liquor store. And uh, I heard the music, and I went up there because I was just, like, depressed and shit. And, but it seemed like everything he said was directed at me, you know? And it kind of tripped me out, you know? So I never went back to that. But 
Then I got kidnapped by some of them. And I was walking to the connection and shit, and I got high, and on the way back, some dudes were getting in the car, and there were some chicks with them, they're dressed real nice, and they said, what about him? And I thought, oh, shit, what, what, you know? He goes, you want to come with us to a gathering? I said, yeah, you know, a gathering to me means a little party, you know? And the motherfuckers took me to Norwalk to a, a like a Bible thing. They showed a film on the, the, the reasons why you shouldn't celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I go, where are we going? Oh, we're going to Norwalk. I go, Norwalk? I go, yeah, we're going to go watch a movie about the evils of Halloween. They go, we're Christians. But, you know, I started seeing signs like the little fish emblem on the dashboard and a Bible under the seat, you know. I go, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late, man. I was already <laughs> on the freeway. But they took me out to eat. They were cool. And they were in that church I walked in. Like I asked him in the car, like how, like uh, how he saw technology change when he was uh, in the pen. How obviously phones were this way, and then people were coming with these phones that you could touch the screen and yeah. and all yeah. that crazy shit. I mean, he kind of touched. I phone. got busted. They still like the phones still look like those army walkie talkies, man. Right? You know, but uh, yeah, that drove me crazy. They're not use that phone. And I was we were driving, and I was showing him like, hey, all the McDonald's look like this now. Wrong know, yeah. Doesn't even look like a McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, trip. Everybody, give it up for Pep. Welcome home, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for blessing the platform. Can I say one thing? Yeah. If you want to change, if you want to sober up, anybody could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. If you want to hit me up on Facebook, hit me up. I'll try to help you any way I can. And uh, how do they find you on Facebook? Anthony Wrongly, R-O-G-N-L-I-E. That's, that's my Facebook page. Yeah. I'll help you any way I can. Switch the camera. Oh, shit, my bad. There it is there. Everybody give it for Pep. Uh, like I said, welcome home, brother. And uh, we are rooting for you in any way that we can help you, bro. We got you, baby. Thank you. I mean, uh, we that. will try our best to, to get you in however we can. I mean, thank you, everybody that donated. Thank you. Thank you, everybody that hung out with us uh, today. Uh, we had close to like 400 people tapping in with us, and we love you guys. Subscribe. Uh, uh, let everybody know that we're here. You know what I mean? We're here to help. We aren't, we, you know what I mean? We're building bridges. We ain't tearing down nothing. We're trying to build people up. That's what life is about, baby. I love you guys. Thank you. Go Rams! Rams!